What's up all you beautiful people? It's your boy Hobart coming at you with this very late release uh, of episode 60. Um, I see that the, my, the YouTube, the video version of this has already been out for almost a week, so apologies to all my audio-only Bartcasters. Uh, just been crazy busy with work, and I'm still... Still doing the one-man show, so um, sorry for getting this one out so late, but I hope y'all still find it relevant and enjoyable. I know I do. Um, today is episode 60. Made it to 60, baby. Um, I'm stoked. I got something special for, special for y'all today. Uh, we're, you know, today we're recording live from the record plant in Sausalito, California, one of the great recording studios of history. Let's go down the list. You know, some of my favorite records of all time have been made there. I think the first one I got to mention is just Sly and the Family Stone Fresh, which for those of you that know Hobart, it's my favorite funk record of all time. That one changed my life. But, you know, we got Grateful Dead, Wake of the Flood, Bob Marley and the Wailers, Live at the Record Plant, Joe Walsh. We got Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. We got Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Uh, we got some Jefferson Starship. We got some Van Morrison, Huey Lewis in the News, Aretha Franklin, Sammy Hagar, Mariah Carey, Michael Bolton, Tony, 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 Doobie Brothers. The list goes on. Metallica, uh, Santana, John Lee Hooker. It's just, it's just a veritable who's who. Um, some of the great albums. I remember when I was in there on the wall, there was a plaque for Super Freak. I guess Rick James did uh, Super Freak in this studio, Studio B at the record plant. And man, it was just gorgeous. Like we talk, we go into this in the episode, but just the woodworking and the facade, the the design, it was like this creative space designed for artists by artists, and it really took me down memory lane. I remember going into one of the rooms, and the inputs were still labeled Sonny's input, Cher's input. It just felt like I was stepping back in time to, to like my favorite, my favorite, you know, era of music. And you go in the bathroom, there's mirrors on the ceilings. And you, you look at the countertop and, you know, around the sink, and there's all these burn marks from Sly Stone cigarette butts that he would leave on the countertop while he was living in the studio and recording and just, you know, hearing about the parties that they'd have. It seemed like the place to be. And so uh, what better place to record episode 60 and what better person to do it with than the man himself, Mr. Gardner Getz. Uh, this is someone I've wanted to have on my show from the very beginning when I first set out to create this podcast and I made a short list of <clears throat> of guests, of gets, of people that I wanted to bring on to my show and help me create this thing. Is there any greater get than Gardner gets? One of the great gets. Uh, Gardner is a just all-around creative you know, he's one of these people that, that can't walk down the street, can't order a hot dog at a hot dog stand, can't 
check a video out from the video store uh, without without doing something creative with it. You know, you, you, some people march to their own drummer. This dude like dances to his own marching band. You know, in spades, one of the most unique unique people on the planet. You get what I'm saying here? This dude's a one-of-a-kind cat, you know? And to make this with him was such a joy. Uh, this is, like, exactly the kind of content that I want to be modeling my platform after in this show. Uh, I think I laughed more in this episode than, than in many, if not all. And uh, it just was so fun. It just it got done. I was so excited to put this one out there. And I know it's late. So thank you for your patience. I appreciate all you who keep tuning in and supporting this thing. I promise we got big things on the horizon, looking to grow this. And I've been really like sinking into researching how that works and trying to trying to do that. So big things in 2023. Uh, much love to you all. And I uh, hope you really enjoy this one. I, I had such a blast making it. So without further ado, let me introduce to you my man, Gardner Getz. On this episode 60 of the Bartcast. Great to hear from you. What a surprise. <laughs> the water, yo. The water's on our side, yo. We're running with the water. It's the best. from Studio B in the record plant in Sausalito, California. That's all I fucking got. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Bartcast, bro. The Bartcast. Dude. We're finally here. We made it. We did it. Oh. Episode 60, motherfuckers. It's episode 60. Yeah. And here we are in... 60. 60. Uh, episodio. So you say tenda, say tenda, say tenda. <laughs> Go. I see. Say, 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 um, say I didn't know until I arrived and you informed me that many of my favorite records have been <clears throat> cut in the room that we're sitting in. Maybe my favorite funk record of all time, Fresh, Sly and the Family Stone. Are you telling um, me that the drum beats, that fat snare, mm. was tracked right here where we're sitting? In this building, I mean, it could have been tracked in where we're sitting. I mean, activity on that record was made here, but the corner of this building over there was mm -hmm. his wing. That was his room, his bathroom, his wing. So the tall tales I know of, I mean, I've heard is him walking around playing those drum beats and, and just looping them and walking around for hours. Yeah. Walking around for hours and the rest of shit's coming to him. But So he's walking around in here, fucking around, who knows where and what but i mean they change it over the years for people this walls change some of the stuff gets painted for different different records that are being made they'll add something so shit back when he was making it nothing this is original right in here so let's maybe go down the list give me the list of the, of the albums the famous albums that were made in this room 
I mean, starting with that kind of my favorite kind of stuff, that fresh and there's there's a riot going on, um, like uh, the Sly stuff, uh, Super Freak, I mean, Rick James stuff from Whitney Houston, way era. I mean, people always reference Fleetwood Mac, rumors for sure, like there's pictures of Mick Fleetwood's drum set right there okay. in front of that mirror. Um, tons of Santana stuff. There's like the Grateful Dead did this, okay, when the feds owned this building for a while because of tax shit and whatever i don't know like can't say reveal too much right <laughs> but the feds publicly like famously they owned it like the federal government owned it and the grateful dead recorded wake of the flood i think it was might have been i don't think it was american beauty might have been too early i think i'm pretty sure it was wake of the wake of the flood this is all like for our listeners out there cross-reference but they did it when the fed so it was the federal plant when they when the feds owned this place the dead recorded the record under the tutelage of the United States government wow, they, they, okay. they pay, like they pay own the studio they recorded in there and I guess the deal like in that room they had nitrous oxide tanks like in the ceiling like an airplane with a drop down Federally I mean uh, uh, yeah this is what I've heard and then it was like they the record labels were like okay you need a free creative process it's, it's a medical device or whatever <laughs> One of a million fucking stories. Probably got a doctor's prescription. Bro. Shout out Rock Doc. Rock Doc, bro. What up, Rock Doc? Hardly at liberty to like share. I mean, these stories, we could embellish them, and they'd still be true because this place is so far out. But, oh, man. I mean. You said Stevie did Songs of the Key. Of, there was there the was activity on that record recorded here. If you look where like where it was recorded. Mm-hmm. It's like in such and such studio in L.A., but then it was definitely tracked, like, Maybe some of the songs, vocals, maybe the horn parts are done here, but some of the record was made here. Songs in the Key of Life, definitely. I mean, Prince did an early record here. Obviously, Bob Marley and the Whalers did Talking Blues session here. I mean, there's just thousands of records. Everything, Primus from Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Freaking Carlos' the Supernatural record, the cheesy-ass one that went like to the moon just back. Just like the ocean <laughs> on the, the moon. moon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all that fucking shit. Got the kind of love. All those Santana souls. Dude, that's all ripped, though. Oh, no. That's they all, all took, ripped. That, that was like. Just Rainforest Cafe, bro. Dude, that's Vegas. all came through, and it was like, you know, that shit. Like, you didn't just forget about it. it. Was it's that, like, like 99. 3,000 times platinum. Yeah. yeah. It, or whatever the fuck. And it played on everything. Right in, in this joint here. This is the, the studio of choice. With those same solos that go when he goes up. He's all. It's like the classic Santana move. But it's. Bueno! Puro Santana! Yeah, I love that shit. Oh man, it's all love. That's the one thing that's that transcend that's constant in this place is I mean, as crazy as I've heard stories um about the some of the madness that can happen in the life of a music studio, there's a lot that's like the love. I mean it's still here. Mm-hmm. I can feel it in this room, like look at this fabric. I, I I read this article recently that was really it was like a series of it's like a Twitter thread or something, but there was this guy who was talking about this move in our society in modern society mm-hmm. away from aesthetic towards mm-hmm. like minimalism mm-hmm. towards this industrialized minimalism mm-hmm. he was taking this kind of orwellian look at how he like there was all these images of like park benches in central park right. versus like these new park benches that have no ornamentation and they're like right. purely utilitarian right right and you come into a studio like this and it's just, 
it's just art everywhere. Like if you look at behind us, it's like there's these like weird oh, foam satin, you know, the mirrors are shaped, you know, everything here is done to like to titillate the senses, to stimulate creativity. You go in the bathroom, everything's it's like walking through this place, you're constantly going through birthing canals and being born into new rooms. Bro, the era of when everybody was part of the scene, the woodworkers are part of the scene, the fabric artists, the groovy seamstresses and all yeah. the lighting people, it was all part of the fabric of the whole lifestyle too. I mean, this part of this history of a place like this or just our, our vibe in general is like, yeah, we, got, we love music. But I mean, this came with this bohemian style that is totally like people rip this shit down. They get mm -hmm. they buy the old house. It's all funky. They rip it down right. with just like what? All these funky rock walls in here you and got the gold. Some Flintstones rock <laughs> going on in here. But that's this part of the scene. Like they were, yeah. all, you know, those long haired dudes like just tripping out with their roach clips and right. But it was and you can all... see like the 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 reverence. Like when I look around and I see mm. all the little ornamentations, mm -hmm. it's like these artisans were like, I'm on a sacred mission. Hundred. To create a box for like righteous vibes, righteous uh, tunes to be, you know, channeled through. And you feel it when you flip the switch or you look at a, you know, the shape of a particular, you know, facet or a, you yeah. know, a trim on the wall. It, it, you know, I'm sure you've been discovering because you're working doing carpentry in here. So yeah, that, that's I was just going to say, that's all I'm doing, too, is I'm participating in, in making this place. You know they they're gonna do they're gonna do do what they're gonna do with it you know do some do some stuff here but the uh, as in you know they're they're gonna do some recording here again but who knows what will happen but the wood work is is getting respect again like I'm restoring it you know I'm restoring the stuff making it look cool again I'm you know giving it its love that it's due zhuzhing yeah. it all up and stuff because it's part of the of the whole sound is is the the art too so it's its own history is of woodworkers here of craftsmen and artisans just like hand step and step with the with the music too so it's rare places mm -hmm. don't exist much like this anymore like anything like even crazy houses and freaking bellinas or the craftsman houses around like they're just they're special creativity for creativity's sake for sake for the sake of it bro. Yeah. it was all the sacred mission you nailed it it's still happening like i'm one of the people who's a local musician and an artisan and a construction dude and a woodworker and a fucking this and that and mm -hmm. you know and on and on i could go and on <laughs> and on i could go but yeah it is still special to be doing what those old school craftsmen are doing now doing it doing it still now the way they did it then so here's a lot of fucking blah man. here's a provocative question for you bring it on what is the bring current status on. of fenton coolfoot fenton we will his name is now fentonio collins okay fentonio collins he's a he's a salsa singer okay um uh <laughs> 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 yeah that's uh, that's where he is today on November November ninth at the record I, I, plant I studio. I gotta be honest, eight. I haven't seen Fenton come out in a minute. Fentonio Collins, he's I know he's still in there somewhere. He's in here with these shades on yeah. a little bit. He's I in figured if I on. put shades on you, we'd get a little. We bit get a little bit of Fentonio, yeah, fantastic, the fantastic. Um, okay, so Fentonio is like when the grass is green on the third Tuesday of every rainy season, when the moon is full at the first turn of March, when yeah. the groundhog comes out and checks its butt crack. Uh -huh. It's like Fentonio goes, you know, 
goes goes what's up mm-hmm. now we all do a little growing up we all do a little growing up and you create an alter ego and that alter ego works and it sends you into the future right but then mm-hmm. i got to the future and is that alter ego still serve like can mm-hmm. you keep creating your alter ego and going i can realize how burned out people can get on their concept on their alter ego right even though Fenton Coolfoot wasn't as much an alter ego, I mean, my middle name's Fenton, so it's like still my name. Mm-hmm. But I got past a certain point where that sound, that look, that style was more of me keeping my past alive than charting a new course. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, there, there was like a door that closed. Maybe it was geographic, like moving out of Fairfax and like sort of stopping playing with that group, group of musicians. Um, but it also is attached to like living on a prayer with that shit, you know, like yeah. one day we're going to be making it right. one day we're going to be doing it. And then, yeah, you can come out with a sick jacket and, you know, mm-hmm. roll your cigs and, you know, let's not forget the sneakers that's, and paint your shoes every fucking show and have that. It's a blast. You know, it's a blast. But, you know, just like you were saying earlier about letting the pressure off because the world doesn't really care about you. Why you care about yourself so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Keeping an alter ego alive forced you to do exactly that. Keep the alter, alter ego, forced to keep the ego alive, this image. A lot of work to keep your shit together when who's really caring? Like our <laughs> crew cares. I think it's cool. Maybe people who read comic books think it's cool. Well, I thought it was cool, man. You know, we I loved love it. Maybe, you love. know. Nothing but love you, But then, are you going to be, you know, maybe Fenton needed an agent. I to really, you know, yeah, yeah. Fenton, Fenton needed an agent, so Fenton didn't have to be Fenton twenty four mm-hmm. fucking seven. For sure, you know, Fenton's good to be an agent, or be a Fenton when when the lights go on. Go be Fentonio, and get off stage. You know, at what point does Fenton become Fentanyl? You know, well, hey, for real, for real, you know, sedate that motherfucker. It was also too, it had its own sound. That like, what was it? Wise cracking rock and roll funk from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, Musical stories of shoes, cars, girls, and guitars. Wisecrack and rock and roll funk from San Francisco Bay Area. Kind of yes. thing. And that was fun, right? But I, yeah. then I want to play country and Western music, both oh. types. Yeah. And I can't really do that with Fentonio. Fenton. Right. I can't really play like, you know, some of the cumbia that I love playing when it's, I mean, so we're, we're evolving into a new into a new chapter. Yeah. Fenton is turning into someone else now. The next epoch. And the next epoch is about the curtain's about to drop on that one. Hell yeah. So maybe we reveal that in episode 60. Oh, baby. Or maybe I... we just wait. We just dust on that a little bit. We'll, we'll just dust on that a little bit. It's a tease. We'll tease y'all. If you want to, you know, stay tuned, there may be some revelations to come. Fenton burned his fingers on a lot of coals. You know, I stepped, I tried a lot of things. I was like, oh, that worked, that didn't work. I look back on videos. I look back on photos, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's really fun, but then I hear some of the recordings, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, you just grow a lot. Sure. Do I want to take all that, grow, leave the cocoon, and be like, you know, I've already left the fucking cocoon, but, you know, really start doing a new thing still as that old character? It just can't be. And I think it was a better, it's almost like retiring while you're young, mm-hmm. and then it's still good memories. Sure. You know, that shit crash and burn and be no fun. My friend was telling me about this concept that he was experimenting with, which was, uh, shout out Nick Baker. Nick Baker! Baker Baker nugget of wisdom. Oh, the nugget. I remember one day we were talking, he was telling me him and his wife were playing around with the concept of leaving the party at peak party. 
Oh yeah. So like the yeah, moment yeah. that you're like in the mix, it's yeah. turned up to 11. You're having peak fun. Yeah. Yeah. Being yeah. like, we're going out yeah. at this point. Right. <clears throat> so Maintain. that, the, you know, so that you never at, you never get like you're cutting out when it's at the top. Endorphins are peaking. You're and leaving. You hit the home run, walk off Homer, you know? And people and you get the luxury of good memories all the time. Like, yeah, and I've oh, done shit. that recently a couple times. It's a good it, move. It is interesting to like, you know, I'm a midnight oil guy. I've been for a oh, long time, but Irish goodbye. Exactly the yeah. and the big goodbye, you know. Yeah. But get, you know, me and my brother, I feel like lately we've been getting comfortable, real comfortable with the like, yo, the check in, like, you ready? Right. Let's cut. You Let's know? cut. And then then folks are having a blast, mm-hmm. and then when they stop. Going, oh, I wish those guys were still here. Right. Dude, I wish those guys were those, those cats were rad. Where'd they go? Well, it also builds inside like oh. my heart. Oh. Like I'm going out on a high. Yeah. So I haven't started to come down. Like, so it, yeah. it, the feeling of having fun is kind of like the parties I go to, it never gets past the fun part. You know, like you leave it the fun part. So when you remember it, you're like, oh, that it was, was a just blast. a peak. And do you guys have a, like an exhaling harmonica when you leave? It's more of like know? a piccolo. Yeah, when my you, pen pipe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that little <laughs> sunset fucking uh, bird call from the class. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you because mm. hearing, you know, the string of beautiful poetic imagery. Mm, I'm gonna do that the whole time. Mm, 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 yeah. <laughs> mm, heart space. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But but yeah, touching in on that, you know, from this vantage uh, where you now sit. Uh, oh man. How would you describe, you know, to the the man on the street, the girl at the coffee shop? Mm-hmm. Right. What was Fenton cool for it? How would you describe that, you know, from this perspective of being able to look from the outside in? You're not in the middle of it anymore. Yep. So when you think back yep. to that period, that epoch, Epoch, mm-hmm. can you give me like an apt description of what Fenton Coolfoot was? Um, mm-hmm. Was it? I mean, being being a, a, a wild a wild man of sorts. Um, my name couldn't couldn't live that. Um, I needed to live my animation. My Gardner Getz just can't be everything. I needed another character to slip in to 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 be able to to um nourish like the the cartoon dude that is me the the, the you know funkadelic dude that that is me the dude who loves caribbean culture and like I I just can't do that with my own name it's too much on the line it's mm-hmm. just it's reality my name's re- you know my reality but Fenton Coolfoot immediately I'm in a I'm in an animation but it's like I'm surrounded by a lot of people. I've been in, I was in bands, but I couldn't find a way to chart my own course and be my own band leader, do my own songs, with just my name. Yeah, it just it wasn't exciting enough, and I don't have enough at the time. Didn't have enough experience. I didn't have enough cred. I didn't, you know. So I could just be like, I'm doing my. Thing. Now I'm more attached to just you know, or not attached to, but I'm I'm more comfortable just using my name, like doing a solo show, putting my name on the poster. It's my I'm raw. I'm exposed. It's my voice. Mm-hmm. It's my real and life experience taught me that shit. Cause, you know, but I needed needed to juice that ego in the beginning there to yeah. turn it up and to get wild and to live the whole sex, drugs, rock and roll style. I couldn't just do that with my name. My name's a, a nice, I think, a nice 
gentle, friendly man, you know? Gardner's like a name that sounds yeah. like polished leather, you know? You know, yeah. Fine leather. Like I'll use my name wood. when I write my book, brother, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm technically the third, you know? I mean, in, in second and a half, you know? But, I mean, I'll use that shit. For, for, sure. like, for like my leather bound, you know, my, yeah. my, my sweater wearing profile, no, you know, dude, on the back of the book. You definitely got to go Roman numeral II yeah. over junior. Oh, yeah. oh, hundred, hundred. But I couldn't. So at the time, it was a way to bring my like energy growing up and, and the way that I saw, um, you know, myself becoming into a character that all that was on the line was my, um, my imagination, you know, my name wasn't really i mean there's a whole trip with all three different names different different characters different method acting in life bro mm -hmm. you know i always wanted to be a fucking actor anyway yeah you know but to and at the time too it's like okay so actually here's a trip i'm just realizing this now this is fucking rad <laughs> take me there buddy bro i forgot that the whole deal okay so cool foot yeah i got that shit from talking blues that was recorded right where we're sitting yeah when they're playing Lively Up Yourself, is it Lively Yourself or Funky or Kinky Reggae? It might be Kinky Reggae or Lively Up Yourself, but they start playing a little, dan, 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 and they start playing a little too fast. And either the producer, I mean, Peter Tosh, or somebody on the mic goes, cool foot, cool foot, cool foot, cool foot. And that's like slow down. It's kind of like, you know, get on back on that one speed. Just take, you know, I read up. Cool foot, cool foot. Down. That's Fenton's last name. Fenton Coolfoot came yeah. from that recording that sat right here. Cool foot, cool foot, cool foot. So you took this this moment off of you know, the sound impression of a moment. Yeah. And you created a philosophy from that. philosophy from it, brother. Beautifully said. That, see, that's why I need you in my life, man. <laughs> you need me my translator because I'll talk all fucking day and he's succinct. He's just just dime it in. But so the deal too is that 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 cool foot element of Fenton brought in the world of reggae, reggae and Caribbean music and African music that um, that I love without trying to culturally appropriate too much, culturally, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not even flagging that shit, you know? No. like like appreciation. I, I, I've been living and loving that shit. Cultural like, you appreciation. Know, that's my groove, and yeah. right? So, yeah, appreciation, but it's not, you know, like I could do that, but it'd be one thing to call myself Ross yeah, and any number of yeah, fucking yeah. things, and right. then th there was another dude that that used that name in the reggae world. That's another reason why I kind of waned off using that band as a reggae-based mm -hmm. band because mm -hmm. there was another dude from another band that had his name out there, and, and I was being associated with him. Gotcha. So, th so I sort of waned using the Fenton elements. Remember, the band was Fenton Coolfoot in the Right Time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of bailed the Fenton Coolfoot as the band name and just went with the Right Time as the band because I didn't want to be attached to doing reggae uh, music as much. But Coolfoot was my way of using a, an expression from that culture that was someone who knew would be like, oh, they must play some sort of a, a reggae style, like rock steady style, you know, music. There's, there's a, little, uh, a little drop of ink, you know, in, in this thing that involves Caribbean music mm -hmm. when I use Coolfoot. Right. Because, you know, people use names like Irie this or Lion this or whatever. You know, right on. Mm -hmm. Right on. Much, much fucking respect to people's association with that. But totally. I couldn't go any of those things, but I wanted to use something that, you know, connected me to that. That's what, so that's what Cool Foot was. And obviously Fenton's my middle name. It, it, wasn't there a story? I remember you telling me a story one time where you were on, you were on like a bus somewhere. 
was it somewhere in like South America or Central America? I've been on many buses in yeah, many places. Yeah, you were traveling I love and buses. you had some interaction with some Rasta folk where there was a cool foot situation that happened. Am I, am I making that up? I thought there was a story no, behind Let's see. The bus ride with Steel Pulse in Italy. That's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the bus ride with Steel Pulse in Italy. It's funny you mentioned a dude named BC that was on the podcast before. I yeah. met a dude in Belize City who wove me a belt, a red, gold, and green, like, 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 like rope belt type mm-hmm. of thing. Like a, but he was weaving it on this little mini loom, and he was weaving it for me. And I had to come back because it took him forever to make it. And I finally, you know, caught his name. Said, "What up, dude? Thanks." You know, the man's called BC, man, right? Like before Christ, I and I had a first Rasta. Yeah. That was, of course, one of my favorite like Rasta experiences. I was way before Fenton, but it was those experiences populated the cinema. Like those are all the little footnotes of the yeah. cinema that finally led me to turn it into a character myself. Yeah, uh, like that's all the method acting, character study stuff that I was sure. doing in my life. No, I mean I I remember yeah. when you when when we when you came back into my life when, when we, we were living in the apartments in Fairfax. Yeah, yeah. And it really was like you were a cartoon character. You were a kaleidoscopic, yeah. ever moving, never yeah. standing still, just yeah. and I you know it, I really I, the words that I always used to describe you was like you know my boy Gardner, my boy Fenton is a natural psychedelic. Like you're like one of these fools that is, you never, you know, you never needed to ever take any of that stuff to be in that, in the spirit world. You know what I mean? And I felt that, that energy from you right away. Yeah. Um, I still roll with that. Yeah, dude. I still still don't know the drug trip too hard, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but you were living, I mean, you were living this beautiful journey by, like I saw this character as a, you know, as a vehicle. If you give yourself a vehicle like that, that, that character allowed me to do all that and live in that lava lamp of life, like, and be able to be tripped out by it. Mm-hmm. If it was just me in my life, it would be a lot, lot more of a struggle. Yeah. I swear it'd be a lot more of a, a, a major consequential challenge to be like, oh shit, what is, uh, but in the world of Fenton, <laughs> yeah. in the world of Fenton Coolfoot, it's all just part. It's all groovy, baby. Right. It's all in the pinball machine. What you would know? Fenton do? You know, it's all good. You know, pull out one of this sword. Fenton's got this sword he can pull out. Yeah. He's got this ray gun. For sure. You know, this like funk mine. You know, uh-huh. like a drop like a fucking disappearing serum and it's all like, <laughs> whoosh. In the world of Fenton, that's all challenging. Everything's part of the story. So, it's, I mean, it's super helpful. Just like getting through uh, competition with yeah. an alter ego, right. but also it's kind of be difficult sometimes because you have to sell this concept to people who don't don't dig this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And I have to be, you know, so in the planet of George Clinton and and Sly and fuckers like that, David Bowie, even or whatever, you know, it all it's no brainer. But to some more rootsy folks, maybe mm-hmm. playing certain other types of music, so they they really kind of you really gotta try to box it up. So they could understand it, mm-hmm. you know. And I found that I, if I'm into all these different worlds, I'm, I'm not able to really crisscross over to like playing the bluegrass that I love or whatever when I'm only that character. Sure. So it eventually grew out of it, but I mean, it's, it's I, still. I there. see it as kind of like moving mm-hmm. from, uh, like neon colors, like a palette yeah. of like yeah. these bright, vibrant, high saturation. Oh, yeah. And now you're living more of a earth tone life. Earth, well, yes and no. Okay, it's an earth tone life, 
Earth, it's almost like a, an Easter egg, okay. but you crack that thing open and yeah. the neon's all still inside. It's just yeah. honing that power, okay. you know, because it used to all be on my sleeve yeah. and I used to have to sell it all the time yeah. and sell it on stage and sell it with the persona and we were drinking and partying and uh -huh. raging, right? But now it's just like a little more of a like uh, sleeping freaking, um, the power's just honed in, yeah. you know, I can open that up and show the neon, you know? You got like a wood in. sculpted installation with neon yeah. light on the inside. On the inside, you can crack it open and open use it. Little doors. It was before, you know, it was a lot of output back then. Oh my God, it was a lot of output. It was beautiful, but it was yeah. had to be screaming on the guitar. Oh, for you sure. You know, Fenton doesn't chill out and play twiddly chill. <laughs> you know, it's not. So it was like that was missing. It was always oh so much volume, so mm. much volume, so much wild, and dude, not to mention. Um, having to produce that also i will say a big deal was if it's my exclusive concept mm -hmm. i have full creative control and it's not that i need demand full creative control but at the same time i'm kind of able to say yeah i do want and need creative control unless i'm collaborating with rad people mm -hmm. then we're all rad oh, for sure. but at the time i just like really needed to chart you know i really needed to, to have that be my road well that's i mean that's the know? case so often in music yeah. i think like yeah a lot of the the greatest music comes from a visionary and you know That's you can exactly have certain right. levels of democracy in a band dynamic but writing songs is not a democratic process not in fenton coolfoot in it the right can, that, i mean no. we all saw you know shout out also some kind of monster metallica that's right, that's right. That's recorded right. you know right we were, here we were just drinking room. cacao over in the, in the cafe <laughs> here and i realized we were sitting at the table from one of the iconic scenes of my favorite unintentional comedy, some yes. kind of monster. Yes. Not if you guys haven't seen it, you know it's yes. amazing Metallica documentary. But they sh shot a lot of those scenes in this studio, and uh, you know, to me, that I just totally lost my train of thought. The uh, the about? unintentional. Hold yes, on, we, they know. tried to write a song democratically. Right. Democratically, and it was a train wreck. Right? It was bang. like everybody mm -hmm. like had their little pencils and their paper and they're like yeah. arguing about lyrics and it just was like no nah, man you know james hetfield you got to go in the other yeah. room go write your lyrics out listen to the music that's exactly you know? why i dropped fenton coolfoot from the right time it was fenton coolfoot in the right time coolfoot mm -hmm. i dropped coolfoot <laughs> so because i wanted to be more in a badass band in a collaborative kind of deal yeah but in the beginning there like i had no justification to chart my own course in the beginning because I, I didn't come from any, I mean, I, I always rocked out and I played with a select group of guys and I thought we were rad. I, I really thought we were, we all were wild mm -hmm. people. Oh yeah. But I didn't have a musical resume for shit, you know? So with an alter ego, you can come out of nowhere easier than just your name. It's kind of like, all right, what has Gardner Getz done? You know, I have a Fenton Coolfoot, what the fuck does it matter? What planet did he come from? It's all good. Let me take you to the planet and show you. As opposed to like, well, I grew into school here and I played with all these people mm -hmm. and I lived in New York and I was on this record and I was on this record and I toured all these cities and other shit, you know. To, to quote, you know, Fife Dog from Fife Tribe Dog. Called Quest, yeah. if I don't say I'm the best, then who the fuck will? Right, 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 right. You know? That's what Fenton said. Yeah. Yeah. Fen Coolfoot. Fentonio Collins now. <laughs> now Fentonio Collins plays in a Chicha Cumbia band. Okay. And the band's called The Fleas, but we will get into that or we won't. But it's a whole nother deal nowadays. Yeah, man. I mean, that to me, you know, <clears throat> as someone that was 
a witness of the moment of the epoch. Yeah. Uh, the word that we're using, because I love it, that word. I love that word, uh, Miocene. As someone who was in the scene, and, you know, we play, I even played a couple shows with you under, under that auspicious name. But mostly just, you know, I remember that music and those songs as being such a part of my mid-20s. You know, totally. I was like evil. 24, 25, 26. Oof, we had a unique scene. My mid-20s, scene. I was dancing to, you know, so many shows. I knew all your songs. We had a scene, though, too. We had, a, we had the, the yeah, This shit doesn't work without a scene. Going. Yeah, we had yeah. A, a legitimate, you know, it was the Fairfax vibe. We had our friend. We were all living in the same block. We were in our yard. Pool you know, parties. We had our pool party. We had our squad. I had my little VW Cabriolet convertible. Oh. I remember us driving up to High Sierra. We With just our heads sticking out. Back, oh. Aria and your sister. Yeah. And I remember packing the luggage. Yeah. We, we had them in the backseat, convertible, <laughs> top down. Just like little M&M had, like, sticking bags out. going up to their chairs. Just their little ponytails sticking uh, up. And we took Legend. off. Legend. And man, we got, I remember going through uh, Sacramento at midnight on our way up to Quincy. 110 degrees, bro. 110 degrees. Motherfucker. <clears throat> Blasting. I had my music turned up all the way so that we could hear it because the wind's going. Yes. And that, I mean, I love that car. Freedom that fighting, that dude. That was. Was a, was a dream boat. Yeah, I mean, we painted, like, we, we, we painted a, uh, a scene that, like, is backdrop for everything. You know, it's hard to repaint. That's what I'm, we're all doing now is kind of repainting. I mean, that, that was a major backdrop mm-hmm. that time. And, fuck, man, we had a scene in Fairfax. There's a handful of bands that were... Optimistic, baby. Optimistic. We had some fun nights to double, double Oh, dude, the, opto, the, the optometrist <laughs> and the right and the fright crime. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, Halloween Red Devil specials. Lounge. Oh, yeah. The dude, Ivy Room. Or what was another? The Ivy Room. The, 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 the Rocket Room. The Rocket Room. Oh, there was a scene with Bay Area was cracking for a minute mm-hmm. there. Bay Area was cracking yeah. for a minute. Oh, my God. Some big shows. Oh, no, there's Lots some big Lots of 19 shows. Broadway nights. 19 Broadway's yeah, Ledge, is. Halloween. Oh, man. No, it's also, too, the... Uh, the... Uh, the... The... The ability to, to kill a character. The ability to, you know, to not be bound I mean I'm kind of glad that character didn't get too much more popular this is me on on here on the ground I'm kind of glad that character didn't it lasted as long as it did because if I was still that character you know Mm -hmm. I mean I just wouldn't have been able to seemed like you you either had to sacrifice it or be sacrificed to it yeah so we just you know and the train just kept rolling and now we're, we're tapping into something else coming up here but it's we got it we got it Sitting in the in the closet, waiting, yeah. waiting to come out. It's like it's like um, the mont, you know, Frankenstein still being built in the lab, and then it comes out. You know, hell yeah, I love that. I think I think that's that's kind of what it is. I got another question oh. for you, and I think that you're uniquely Questions. qualified to answer this question. Oh, see, far away. Ah, what? Yes. How do I phrase this in the way that I want to? Right. How do you think about creativity in your life? What does creativity mean to you? What role has it played in shaping who you are? How do you right. harness it? How do you cultivate it? To you, right. what is what is what is a a, ba- a creative balance wow. look like to you? What is creativity? Yeah. Right. 
well, I, I don't know anything else is the thing, you know? <laughs> I didn't know anything else. So my, my, my dad and my mom has been that way. I mean, you know, they, they, they're just artistic people and lived in the arts, and, and, and my grandparents too. My grandmother is a Broadway producer, and my granddad owned radio stations, and my great aunt's a famous, uh, well, and people who do know, you know, a painter and a biographer and an artist and, and a surrealist painter. And it goes way back to gypsy blood on one side and Irish Scottish blood on the other, and there. So we don't we don't know anything else. I don't know anything else. I mean, um, you know, like the funk stepped on my foot when I was like seventeen, you know, and I was like, oh damn. Then then everything started to be 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 uh, warped in that lens. Really, seventeen. No, as far as like really getting yeah. it, you know, because I stole George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars, right? Because he had so many incarnations, but mm -hmm. the, and it was the the greatest funk and hits, and it was the one in the '90s when he had like Cube on it and Snoop and Dre and Coolio mm -hmm. and Warren G and shit, and they were all doing the Parliament, you know, all the like the '90s versions of the, those beats and shit. And it's just it's funny you say that because that was the exact age that. I had my funk awakening. Yo, in 17? 17. But it was like, it became where it was like I could really listen to it for real. Like mm -hmm. I really could start to dig stuff deeper, like Headhunters. Yeah. You know, deeper shit. Like listen to songs in the key of life, like for real as a musician. As opposed to, I mean, I would just slap to P-Funk, mm -hmm. you know. But when I would like actually know how to get high and listen to like really go on a journey with Parliament Funkadelic. That shit just, it was, it was it. It was it. I single-handedly dropped me out of high school. I'd like hear Funkanteleki versus the, you know, the placebo syndrome of like, you know, psycho-alpha, disco, beta, bio-aqua, do-loop shit. Like, what is that shit? Mothership, um, aqua boogie, you know. Um, but I'd like be going to class and I'd look out and see Mount Tam shining in the sun. I'd hear that shit. I'd just go, no thanks. Like, see you tomorrow. Just like, just leave school. So just like leave, like you yeah. can't handle this shit at all. I'm going outside, and that's it. I'll get, I'll get, get expelled. This shit's too funky. This shit is too funky. It can't handle it. And on and on it went. Then just like left school, and then went to San Andreas, and San Andreas was where the family was, you know. And people were same thing, you know. What's your deal? I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it either. A bunch of people couldn't handle it, you know. But it was like that when I was really like okay, it's like I, you know, I knew the knew like. The color of the of what I thought the funk was, but you know, really like figuring out how the one is like a, you know, it's almost like a religious philosophy, mm -hmm. you know, um, and not just like something to just kind of be like what up to, like dance to, you know. Well, I've often said that you know? I don't think that there's a single crowd out there that can resist. A funk, a good funk band. Yeah. Like I've seen it, like in so many different contexts, where if the band knows how to hold a funk pocket, yeah. it doesn't matter what crowd you have, everyone's yeah. going to end up dancing. Dude, it's, the, it's like the nature of the music; it makes people move. Yeah, it's it's sexuality. Yeah. It's sexuality to the drumbeat. But it's like I saw this. Um, I was at I was at a rather I didn't see. I was talking to a guy, this square ass dude. Oh my God! And we were at a, at a bar in Mill Valley, and he flat out said, "Oh, he's asking me about my life and I was funky." You know, I just, I, it's just, I just don't, I, I don't do it. It doesn't do it for me. I just don't like. I just don't, don't do it. You know? 
And it's funny because he totally was a part of the funk just for being certain, you know, this wallflower motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He was just like part of the the funk. Yeah. And he little did he know right. that he was in the narrative immediately. Yeah. He was so part of it. He was just our antithesis, like, you know, but he was like, and that's what the funk did. I mean, I'm not, we're talking about creativity, but the funk music did a lot of that to my creativity mm -hmm. but what's what's a trip is all it did was give it a language for what was already in there yeah to find to find justification you know it's like oh, okay now i know the language to how to phrase all this shit that i'm feeling if i didn't know anything about this whole mythology about about any of this shit i would find some other way to phrase it it'd be kind of cool i think about it sometimes like if i didn't ever learn about p-funk or like you know american fucking funk like if mm -hmm. i was just from the cutties spot and still had what we have inside how would that language come out sure i'd be inventing our own genre you know what noises we'd be making and shit you know like what kind of way we'd be talking you know because we're crossing so many influences and pulling so many things from so many different inspirations and talking like different musicians and just you know composite ego but i just think sometimes if i didn't have any of that influence what would the raw spirit be doing with its natural rhythm? Mm. And that's a trip sometimes. It's like, so I try to meditate on that sometimes and just shed off everything I know about what I learned, about the stories that I tell, about the funk speak stuff, about like any of that that's layering on top of the natural creativity. Yeah. Get that all out of there. Every, anything, any association with anything I've known and learned about all of it, you know? I mean... It's funny how you say that. Mm -hmm. It got me thinking about you know, brought my mind to like sitting in a Temescal, you know, yeah. and hitting the ohms. Like me and Tony went to Guatemala yeah. in August and we were yeah. like, and every time we'd get, you know, Temescal traditional sweat lodge in Central America, big clay room. Yeah. But anytime we'd get in one, we would just start like doing the ohms right. and then we would just right. go into harmonies. Right. We had this like Serbian Old dude, school. like ex Brazilian Jiu Jitsu competitive fighter who was like our homie super cut and he would just be like oh he'd right. throw the bass note and then we would yeah. just build and stack Beautiful. intervals on top but it was this like very elemental thing elemental and yeah. you know i remember one day going we went to like an ecstatic dance all right beautiful drawstring Draw pants of the right. lake shout out eagle's nest Atitlan. eagle's nest Atitlan. drank Dr a bunch of drawstring pants but i had this moment where man the music was hitting and I started dancing like I was going through a lot of emotional stuff at the yeah. time and I had my eyes closed and I was just fully with the beat wow. and I was like all my old like b-boy moves all my funk moves I was yeah. doing like so much cool stuff and yeah. it was not at all it was all for me yeah right. and yeah. I but then I looked around and I realized like like everybody was in their own kind of trip right yeah. and that, you know, my whole life growing up, learning to dance, it was always about how can you, how can I manipulate and shape my body and the motions right. I'm doing to fit within the beats, the strong right. beats, the two and the four, right. you know, like I'm always thinking when I'm on the dance floor, how do I organize my body to fit the shape of the music that I'm listening to? Yeah. And all around me, I realized that there's all these people and they're not doing that. Right, like, the, right, like, like right. I was almost like, it was almost like I was like corny. Like I was like, uh -huh. I was like, Oh, I'm uh -huh. like, this is like yeah, passe. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And the new thing that all these people are doing is like this, like kind of like free form, like arrhythmic, yeah. uh, you know, self-indulgent motion thing, yeah. you know? And at first I was like, I felt like maybe a little judgment. Cause I was like, man, everybody's like, nobody's dancing on beat, you know? Right, right, right. And then I was like, but wait, like I'm the That's one who's like fun. not hip in this scene. Like I'm doing, even though I'm, yeah. I'm like too, it's like they were all painted with watercolor and I was coming through with like a, a Sharpie, yeah, you yeah. know, like it's hella like, funny it was like though. too concentrated on the rhythm, you know? Yeah. And you know, I still have my feelings. I still loved, I, I can't not dance to the beats. Like I can't not clap. That's classic rhythm. though. That's uh, that scene that you're painting is yeah. so funny because it's so, <laughs> so much truth in what you're feeling for sure. I mean, you know, as in like getting off of all that training, I mean, all, but I mean, that's, that's the classic thing with the flowy, like flowy <laughs> over the top of the of the funk, and you're like, you got your flavor, yeah. and you're just like, what is going but on? But also, like, who? Am, like, I see the one girl yeah. who's like in bliss by herself, and she, yeah. I'm like seeing the story that she's painting of her. She's like healing herself through, yeah. like this free movement that's not for anybody else, and so it's like, that's beautiful. Like, who am I to like what what I'm doing? <sighs> you know is cool as well but like i also saw in that moment like oh this is like a different form of expression that i'm just not it's it's not on my i'm not on that vibration or i'm not aware of it or you know it's very real that experience that that observing that i can fucking relate we went on tour with the shams that that i played i with them for a moment and went on tour but we went to the the rock and roll band that tommy played in mm-hmm. Um, we went on a little tour. We went through Bend, Oregon, and we played at a brewery. And and the like, I just remembered the drummer going, "You know, nobody's got a fucking bone of rhythm in their body, man. But they're having the most fun. They're having the most fun of anybody I've ever seen. And they're just dancing like total fucking goofballs, right. like just. But and I'm thinking, nobody does have a bone of rhythm in their body. Nobody <laughs> knows how to find the beat. Right. But it's all good. They're having so much fun, just moving their body, just just grooving out mm-hmm. whatever the hell they're doing. So it's almost like you can't be in the middle if you're trying to dance to the beat and you can't dance. You just it's just it's terrible. But either you dance really well or you don't dance at all. Mm-hmm. But that free spirit is like almost too trapped by being able to dance. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I think it's there's like, that the, the similarity is in losing yourself to the music. Yeah, right? that's that's like, what I'm saying. Whether you're completely yeah, yeah. locked into the rhythm and thus yeah. you're able to lose yourself. Yeah. Or whether you're completely innocent of the rhythm. Yeah. And thus you're able to lose. And yourself. there's hella funk and being innocent of the rhythm too. Totally. You know, there's hella funk and being. That's like. Did you, you bite know? into e, you know Eve's apple? Yeah. Of learning rhythm. Yeah. You know? The knowledge of offbeat and onbeat. <laughs> so back to what you originally asked about, or I mean, like what we originally were saying there—the um, the losing the you know shedding off all the things we learned about about uh, you know shedding off all the, the the concepts of what's this and that, what's mm-hmm. funky or what's fucking you know this or that. Um, and what the creative person would be, you know, what the wild um, life force would be without these, um, these being shaped by these personality, con- you know, like moments where it's like, oh, I learned about the funk and I do my reggae vibe and I got all those composite, all that together and to make the personality that is this, right? Mm-hmm. But the spirit's still in there. So it's like, what's in the language that's like, 
what's the new one that I'm going to speak next? Mm -hmm. What if I didn't speak any of these? What will we be doing? And I try to tap into that, that force sometimes. And it, it's crazy what happens, man. It's crazy what happens. It doesn't get any more quiet. It just gets, whoa, the universe gets way bigger, you Mm. know, way bigger and takes a lot of, uh, think it just whoa opening up big time to like whoa whoa feeling that force where it fits in and how it can come out without any story yeah without any character to play without any rhythm to attach to it just you know there's characters that i know out here that just just live live their freaking way just wild you know like people you know one of my siblings is like that you know it's like musicians that i know that are just fucking living their their thing 24 7 whether it be fashion writing music mm-hmm. everything they just can't stop or they wake up sit down everything they do is some wild and there's a feral quality you know, it's to a it fair feral there it is and sometimes i did feel like getting feral is all i want to do yeah and then sometimes i get too feral and there's a weird split in the personality mm-hmm. based on how i grew up you know it's like one the success to me is like being your true, true, feral, wild, funky ass self. And then there's also breaking all that being wild and creative but being broke as hell, you know? Ain't trying to do that anymore. So sacrifice or putting some of that in the back in the side burner for a minute while pursuing more tradish day job kind of stuff. Not tradish, but you know, just doing more like, you know, like I'm doing my construction mm-hmm. and stuff and doing that and trying to that's a part of the funk too. That's Ooh. a part of the person that's gonna be neglected and not gonna have anything to show for it if I don't, you know. Put, so it's sort of like a, you know. I, well, I think for a lot of people, you know, I think for most know. people, right? Like, you have to build a structure, a foundation of stability, God, to be able yeah, to fully bro. let go into. You know, to Oof. tearing down your own boundaries, to be able to get into that creative space, right? All like, I was doing was drinking to make to tear to to get there, right? Not not like I was drinking twenty four seven. I'm no. not gonna say that's what I was doing, mm-hmm. but to tear like because I wasn't able to. I had no stability, mm-hmm. so to be able to get wild and feel like myself, and I couldn't get because if I wasn't, I'd be like, "There's no stability here. This is boring as hell. I gotta just like oh, go wild, just get crazy, right? Get crazy, get crazy." Because Lord knows, if I wasn't crazy for a week, there's no stability. It'd be like, get me out of this world, you know? Yeah, well, this we feel oh, there's you know, out of here. There's an understandable fear no. when there's a lack of stability or foundation. Where, like, you know, as tribal creatures, mm. we need to feel a certain amount of, you know, it's mm. like you want to be the feral animal, but mm. you also want to come and sleep in the warm bed. You know? Oh, this is the era of just creating a warm bed now. Yeah. For a little while here, all we're doing is creating a warm bed, which brings me back to what is creativity to you. And I, and I said, it's all I ever knew is I don't know anything else. It's been crazy walking the plank and going right to the edge, right to the edge like Indiana Jones when he throws the sand out over the canyon, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, dude, and like taking that leap of faith, yeah. knowing that I'm not going to sell, I'm not going to lose myself. I'm not going to lose this thing that I love. I'm not going to lose the dude. I'm not going to lose it. Actually, he's getting stronger. He's getting more. He's getting more humble. You know, he's getting more humble. Pulling penitent man. He's pulling the. You know, holding the six shooter like a, like not drawing it so fast. You know, just like waiting, staring it, staring it all down a little longer. You know, and then it's just like, wait, there's no reason to even pull it. It's all just like going to work itself out. 
What an Aramaic chapter that begins with an eye. Mr. Peterson, man. Well, all I can say to that Indy. is... All I can say to that Indy. is... You chose wisely. You chose wisely. I feel like that's it. It's total grail. This is some picking of the freaking cup yeah. situation. I'll be like, you know, that knight that just turns into dust or whatever. Yeah, for the sure. Nazi lady who turns yeah. into a skeleton. So or, no, this is the, the jeweled grail. She's yeah. Like, this is the cup of a king. You know, like that was for a while. It's like. You're, you're picking the cup of the carpenter. Yeah, that's the deal. That's what's happening now. Because, but the whole ri- the whole risk there was if I pick the carpenter cup, I lose the funk, you mm-hmm. know. But that's not happening, and like, there is a God. You feel like I, what I'm saying is hell yes. Like that's the hugest revelation of this time. Like, can totally sort of just do more focused style during the day. And the 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 dude that's akin to this all this fabric all around here, it's mm-hmm. like ain't going anywhere. He's actually stoked. Right. He's stoked that you're taking care of that other side. And that's uh, super cool to live with that balance like now because, man, you know, at the beginning there, you see waking up in the mornings, you're like, I'm really good at getting wild, yeah, but I'm not good at being adult, you know. And then what starts to happen, what was happening then was everything was just becoming, you're risking just talking about everything, you know, talking to people about this cool thing they're doing, talking mm-hmm. about, you know, even if it be getting a car or getting a house or land or getting a new amp or getting a freaking traveling to Hawaii or freaking getting a rad chick that you can take out and have fun with, you know, when had no ability to do that when it was just only knew how to get wild. Mm-hmm. So yeah, stability time. And I got a rad chick who I take out and do rad stuff all the time. And there she's, you go. she's made me a better man. She's, she's made a me a woman, better. She's a very say. strong woman in so many ways. To, to tame the Fenton, you know, it takes a strong hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's so encouraging is the coolest thing, too. You know, you yeah. can't, the strong hand is, but it's like, it, it's a strong hand with, like, holding it, yeah. like, taming, but also pushing. She sure. pushes me for sure because the second I try to get too mature, right, mm-hmm. I try to get too grown up, she 100% goes, no, 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 no. You're struggling, you want to buy a new fucking guitar? You go buy that fucking guitar, man. Yes. You go by that. That's like, that's music. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> a woman who says that to a guitar player, you know. Yeah. But she yeah. absolutely doesn't let me uh, give anything up. She she says you give all this shit up. You go, you know, give all this, you know, grown up business up. For you know, you're, you're not you're not uh, not gonna let you lose that uh, sensibility. Mm-hmm. She says, do it. You know, right on. I'll support it all day if it's you know you're humbling down and honing it, pulling the arrow back little more slowly, you know, and aiming a little more carefully, that kind of thing. She's supporting the hell of that, but just not even picking up the yeah. the thing at all because I don't want to risk fucking up anymore. She won't have it. She's like, you pick up that damn arrow <laughs> and you pull that thing back and you point it. You accountability, know, man. Accountability, brother. All, I think we all get to a certain stage, you know, when we're ready, you know, to embrace some of our more manly sides, you know. I love it. And a man wants, you know, we, we all kind of crave as we try yeah. to seek to become better parents for ourselves. Yes. That accountability from, you know, a partner, a friend, a mentor, yes. a coach. Uh, I, you know, we all kind of seek that in our life's journey. We find it in different yes. places. But it sounds like oh. you found a really good source of someone who knows a you. parenting. Yeah. Yes. Who sees you. But she's yes. not She's not parenting you. No. She's, 
you know, yeah. supporting you to be a better parent. She does yourself. sometimes when I'm ordering on, on like I'm ordering food though. Yeah. She'll be like, no, are you sure you want, I don't think you want, yeah. you want, are you sure? Mm, you want to split this? No, I don't want that. And mm. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know? And then I'm just like, you know what? This has been, this is, this is wonderful. This mm-hmm. is wonderful. You yeah, know, it's beautiful, man. No, it's just beautiful. She's, she's, um, she's a gift, you know, that I rubbed the genie's bottle and got one of those wishes for sure. Have you been doing uh, any more visual art? Because I know that that's been a big part of your journey as well, is crazy drawings and paintings, or is it mostly working with wood? Or Yeah, I look around here. Well, yeah. you can't look around because it's not like I did all this here, mm-hmm. but the, uh, it, um, okay, like when I had my own band, I was doing my own poster art, mm-hmm. you know? <sighs> It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words, yes. and that face was like yeah. 2,500 right there. <laughs> yes, because, okay, well, this is a whole new world, right? There's a whole music world, but then it was like, okay, like, okay, I went to art school for four years. You know, I was in the animation program and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I did painting and drawing. I, I got in on scholarship for creative writing. I did all this. I did life drawing every single day. You part you of know? that international brotherhood of doctors without degrees? Yeah. Oh my God. For m- multiple schools, right? I went to school in Italy for screen printing and yeah. for batik and for fashion textile design. I fucking went to, you know, all over the place. So what? What I mean by all over the place? I mean I went to College of Marin. I went to CCA. I went to Expression College and stuff. So it's that journey, right? But and it was visual art for a long time, and I and I bailed on that to do music. Because it was all just like I wanted to do music. I wanted to live. I wanted to live inside of a music video, instead of just making music videos. Mm-hmm. You know, animation, animation. I wanted to d- d- animate music videos for a long time. But so, but but I couldn't stop where I have to. Like my my purpose is with my hands. You know, like it's the purpose. It's completely. I have to do something with my hands. Like yeah. I c- cannot do anything. Whether it be writing is the closest thing to sitting down and being sedentary. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have to create. It's just the only way. It's my purpose. That's one thing I know exactly what I hone in and good at, whether it be music, visual art, woodworking, uh, fucking major large-scale construction, you know. Uh, I don't know, but it's something with my hands at all times. And so do I do visual art? No. Done for now. But all of that was just pages that turn to work up to now which is way more kind of turning into architecture bigger scale design like taking on plans structural stuff Mm -hmm. designing i mean we we bought land earlier this year um bought raw land and 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 i'm flat out designing a killer killer big beautiful structure you know i'm talking old school framing timber framing stuff beams stained glass like scale my great granddad was a you know very very renowned um major architect he did a lot of famous buildings so that's all you know it's like weird how you just you you turn into these other people as you grow up but like i love the the evolutions yeah. you know so now it's like okay i'll be, do some trippy ass art like these walls and do wild ass stuff you know it'd be shirts whether it be posters or whatever but now i'm doing it in actual tactile you know 3d structural building stuff it's like I needed to do construction and carpentry to be able to take the visual art and match that with building mm-hmm. and make wild pe- places like this. Yeah. Like actually create things that you can live in 
manipulate space, sustainability, you know, live in a radway with the planet, with your family, live with the light, live with the air, live with the beauty, resource materials beautifully, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, refunkadelic. Well, I'm sure you experience this. There's something like so primal, uh, the, the level of satisfaction at taking a space and improving upon it, leaving a yeah. mark. Like you're talking yeah. about your land, like mm. the the mm. little bits of landscaping or different work that I've done. Yeah, yeah, when you're yeah. like, look at this space, I'm going to change the vibe. I'm going to like yeah. add aesthetic, my yeah. own flavor. My yep. own, you know, you're kind of like, you're doing a sacred act, totally. creating order from the chaos. And, Bro. you know, I, I think about, you know, when you have a, uh, a work like the type you do or like the type I do, it's like this project based mm-hmm. uh, career. Mm-hmm. You know, the other day I finished like a video that I was working on for this company and I got like hit with just euphoria. Of, right. Like, yeah. Like, you it, were it was stoked. like I felt like a, I was back in college and I had just written like, yeah, like a term paper. Killer. Like, that's what's up that's how it's supposed to be and i was like i'm doing the right thing because i feel so good right now yes and it's from work that's gonna like keep taking me to the next one's like that and then they're all supposed to be like that right that's right that's the feeling right there yeah and i think that's that's, the feeling it's like it's like another stitch in the fabric of a well-lived life oh bro when you start getting your thing down you get your thing together and get your thing good and fluid you know how to wake up in the morning, you know how to attack it, know how to do it so it's all good. And you come home, rest at night, get off work is my thing that I deal with. With, with Brandy, I'm like, I got to be able to get off work. That's my whole goal is be like, be able to start and stop, mm-hmm. you know, so it's all good. Be able to, you know, clock out, be able to clock out. But but that plays into being able to be super, you know, stoked and having that feeling. Having that feeling of, oh, hell yeah, this was rad. And I'm just stoked because I think about my great granddad who lived to be 98 years old. He loved what he did, but he lived a life in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, all the way up through. I mean, she died in the 98 years old, but he lived his entire life before cell phones and computers. So, like, the world worked like that, so they'd get off work, and they wouldn't take it home. I mean, take it home with him in his thoughts, but he right. wouldn't be getting texts all night. He wouldn't yeah. be checking emails all night. He totally. wouldn't be checking in with anything he'd be able to get off be a family man play with his grandkids do all that be stoked take his cold shower in the morning start over the next day and the world function with like these great like that was the day and on we go again tomorrow Mm -hmm. and it was this wonderful thing that paced itself along through time and it burned out because you're involved 24 7 you know so it's like being able to do nowadays do building it's i gotta put in the hours around the clock now but it's all coming to this head where it's not visual art, but it's a type of visual art. It's architecture, design, build. Now I can actually start creating long-lasting stuff that's large-scale, bigger bit, you know, bigger yeah. figures, you know, talking about actually like, whoa, let's do a two-story structure. Yeah. That's a whole different deal than all, you know, fix your back steps, right. you know. Yeah, I yeah. can put in, hang a new door in sure. your bathroom, <laughs> you know. What <laughs> can okay. You like, you know, I pop, drop a new sink in, in your guest bathroom, you know, like, right on. Let's go pick that up at Home Depot and we'll drop it in for you. Then it's like, pay the rent with that, you know, fucking A. Sometimes yeah, we could drop a sink, we could replace a handrail. What do you say? You know, we say we'll get a turkey claw. We get turkey claws for the bottom of the tub. Good. And pay the rent. 
Fucking A. Let's, you know, oh, you know, oh, let's go in there and put a couple. Go ahead and slide in a towel rack. Put in a couple of towel racks to go fix the toilet paper roll. Yeah, no, no, go shop for new aesthetic shower curtains. And look what I just made a bathroom beautiful. A new shower curtains, got a new toilet paper rack, got a new thing, got a new soap dish, put in a new light, put slapped a coat of paint on it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I redid this bathroom. And I tell people, like, you know, I just redid this bathroom. <laughs> you know, I just did this big remodel. I've been on this remodel for like a week. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh, you've been on a remodel for a week. Oh, yeah. oh no way. Well, it's just like three day remodel, but it's, it's great. You know? And then it's like, it's for real. And I was doing TaskRabbit too. It's like, man. <laughs> and I'd be going to do TaskRabbit and like hang up a TV and be like, yeah, what are you? Now? Well, I'm doing, I'm an installation specialist, you know? And just like refusing to be a beginner ever. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. always like, well, yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing, I'm an assembly specialist and do, I'm doing a, a couple stories in this office, <laughs> you know, and you're just sitting there like opening Ikea boxes and doing the fucking thing with the wee wee with the little <laughs> stick figures yeah, yeah. and on and on, you know, like, oh shit, going to hang it up a bunch of pictures. Well, I just re- re- redid this whole space. It was gorgeous. I'm a journeyman mounter. Oh, mounter. Oh my God, dude. I know all about double <laughs> stick tape. I can tell you about 20 different types of different poundage and the picture framing hanging fucking things. I know all about drywall anchors, dude. I know all about fucking butterfly anchors and snap fucking zip tie fucking strengths. And I can tell you all about different grades of fucking... The Duke of drywall. Oh my God. I can tell you every type of fastener, screw, and nail, and fucking thing. Jesus, dude. And now it's like, okay, three, three, you know, three day remodel. Fantastic. Now it's sort of like on to like, all right, it's going to be a three month, two story, you know, real deal, real deal. And it's like, it literally started with doing handyman stuff because I was doing music, but music wasn't doing it. And I was hurting my music career by working too hard and not getting anywhere because you spend the whole time promoting and working your ass off and not enough time trying mm-hmm. to write new songs and shit. So everybody needs an agent. Why well, you need a label or somebody so you can just be creative. And But stuck in the middle like that, it couldn't last. And my ambition's too big for this little town. You know? I got, do you think it would have yeah. been different if <clears throat> you had gone through that phase, you know, five years later? Like if right now, yeah. because, because, you know, the Fenton Coolfoot epoch yeah. happened like right before like the kind of democratization of content i feel like i felt like this 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 era that we're living in now where anyone can have a patreon or a youtube channel or a instagram i'm wondering if you know it it seemed like that moment was like right before yeah yeah you know i'm curious you know for good or bad right let's you're in a great place you're doing something that you really love but it, it makes it begs the question to me of like would that have like kept, pulled you back in, you know, gotten you, you know, would, would that have be, become, cause you were kind of on this analog, mm-hmm. you know, classic trajectory of like the rock star ambition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm now we're living all. in this new kind of digital content creator era, which for a lot of artists is, is it's kind of anathema to what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, it just makes me wonder if like, you know, if that would have changed at all. You know? hmm. I, pro- I mean, if I just was like, what, what, what would you have done if I'm asking myself? I would have found <laughs> out a way to adapt, you yeah, know, yeah, I'd have yeah. found a way to keep evolving. For just sure. to add the fucking interest. Yeah. You know, if all you want to do is make music and be funky and make mm-hmm. cool art, you know, but then you got to do all this other stuff, you know. I would have found a way to adapt, you know, found a way to do it. But it, I, I, I think it probably was heading towards evolving to like, 
some acting type mm. of thing, more like some something on this on the screen. Oh yeah, you know, maybe doing you know how like Zappa had his animation that he was sure. doing or. Or just Bro, I mean, can, I got a role for you in my movie. I hope you know. I've you written know, a character around you. That I cannot wait. Yeah, so, it's all pointing to that almost. Yeah, you dude, know? dude, you'll come. Don't worry, that door it, ain't been closed yet. It's that know? music, fucking a. I think like, I got. I, gotta, I got the perfect little, character. I wrote it with you in mind. We got to keep a little matchbook it's right in that door, amazing. so I think that it closes. Yeah, I can't so wait. You keep that. You know, you keep that little piece of. You I, I I got it. It's that's where that probably would have headed because. I have no problem, you know, like putting myself out there and commoditizing, you know, like making myself the, mm-hmm. the product and selling it. But it's just the upkeep with keeping new and fresh sure. enough because I wouldn't have been able to just sell out. Mm-hmm. So, but based on the patterns, you know, I would have mm-hmm. been kept, kept, I would have kept coming up with stuff. But, um, you know, then you got to make the rad website, then you got to keep making music There's videos, so and then yeah. you got to keep There's doing so all that. Much and, Geez, and do I believe in my concept enough? You know, mm-hmm. I when I love things like, all right, I want to build shit. You yeah. know, I want to build shit too. So, I wanted to ask you, you know. do you have like in this current iteration of of your creativity that you're living in that you're living through right now? Yeah. When you think about when you reach when you look at the horizon, when you think about because you are an ambitious figure. Whatever you're doing, I know yeah. it's about you to be true. Yes gotta be uh what does the dream look like today with yeah. the current you know with your current le- uh medium of expression yeah what what is that dream of what you like really want to be doing with the tools that you have yeah that's a that's a a, a rad question great great question <laughs> great question yeah hmm. <laughs> hmm. great question <laughs> hmm. 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 Mm, yeah, yeah. We always we are Brand, we have Brandy and I always joke about this sacred sexuality podcast that yeah. occasionally we have fun listening to. Dude, we, Austra- we did that all the way the, back in the day. Didn't oh we? yeah, the Australian girl who's like always like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah mm, pussy, mm, <laughs> like that. Hey, cock. I'm know, always mm, like turn to partner. Yeah, <laughs> and now yeah. I want mm. you to. You guys are going to mm. breathe into each other's yeah. mouths. But with the, the, welcome, the, yeah, breathe into partner's mm. breath. Yeah, sample. Mm. What does that mm. smell like? Yeah. What does that taste like? He's all, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Now they'll go on garlic? for a minute. They'll go on for a while. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. They'll do a whole minute there. Like, mm, mm. like that good earth across the salad bar. Good earth. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But mm, good question. Yeah. Um, no, but so it's a trip because the sc- the scales of accomplishment or like the benchmarks of accomplishment in, in, in building, design, build stuff. Like I'm not totally killing it in that world. I mean, the sky's the limit with that mm-hmm. stuff, man. But um, and and but so, you know, with anything, I guess, right, you know, you, music, you, 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 you shred along what's your benchmarks of accomplishment, releasing a killer album. Yeah, and then and then getting that album loved and well known, and maybe picked up by this and that, or picked up by a commercial, or maybe going tearing tearing on uh, on you know the hit hit situation where you're like you know maybe picked up by a commercial, and then all of a sudden you're on the festival circuit and you're killing it, and then blah blah blah. Maybe you're in a movie. What are the benchmarks of that? Right, like mm-hmm. not the benchmarks, but the things that are supposed to happen to make success. Yeah, having a like mine was always be just. 
putting on a monster show with a sold out crowd and just sweaty lights cracking and just burning on stage, right? Like that, that is what the pinnacle for me, you know, maybe the childhood, the whole situation, like standing on stage and receiving a Grammy, all that kind of stuff right on, you know, but those are the, what, what do you do? Like, is it, did you, you find your God Coltrane style, you know, like mm-hmm. in music, what are those, what are those like, you know, one of those, you know, I, I did this and that, those accomplishment benchmarks, whatever, like um, in design building stuff, it's like you build things. You build, I mean, <laughs> duh, right? But you build a build a house or you build a structure or, you know, it's not like you keep dropping in sinks, you know, <laughs> putting up towel racks and right, shit. You're right. like, I built this rad thing and then I did this mm-hmm. and I've been doing like fences, decks and cool shit, like large, large projects like that, but they're still on technically a really small scale mm-hmm. i'm talking about building large stuff so honestly build my first house okay. you know that's a big deal it's like it's like I, i'm trying to figure out how to answer this exact question hence thousands of words to try to get there like what is totally killing it in your own words yeah what would totally killing it be in this current in medium this current that you're working on? yeah that's the that's the thing is that it's, uh, it's surprising i'm exploring that territory right now and a simple goal seems like totally killing it yeah Man, having a crazy vision, I look at 40 acres of land, right? That's what we got. Yeah. Looking at it and going, I'll do this and that and doing this and that and that. That's not totally killing it. That's swamping yourself and too much shit to deal with and getting carp way after the horse, whatever the fuck you call Mm -hmm. it. And then that's just like, okay, we're doing this all over again. You're getting way, biting off way more than you can chew, and Mm -hmm. that's not killing it. Great. You have the ambition. Remember, that dude's safe. The dude with all the the wild ideas, Mm -hmm. he's not going anywhere. He's good. He's good. Just uh, sit him right here on the side. Yeah. He's all right. He's an ally. Little uh, learning how to do one step at a time really sure. well yeah. is actually killing it. It's right. the craziest thing. Okay. One step at a time, just like making a nice, beautiful road mm-hmm. down to the property. I, if Brandy's listening, it should be ad nauseum. We talk about this all fucking day. But mm-hmm. little steps, you know, doing them well and not being stressed out by them. Not stirring at night all about them all the time. Just like enjoying life and being able to do these things with fluidity. Just like, yeah, I just took care of that. That was great. Job well done. And next. And be able to scale this thing up. It's kind of like and a Taoist philosophy. You right? the, the way, yeah. You know, this, yeah. You're kind of doing the Bushido samurai. Yeah. A million well, strokes, you know. Yeah. On the sim- simplicity and like yeah. being able to scale, being able to get it dialed to a formula. Mm-hmm. So you can take that formula and scale it up easily. But I can't scale shit without knowing my formula really well. And it's just like, all right, we know that red, you know, blue and and yellow, you know, work really well. Those (laughs) things, you know, that's like great. Just get used to those. Get used to those. And that's like killing it is just... Not having, oh, shit, then I dropped my thing, and oh, I'm late yeah. for this, and I'm late for that. Oh, fucking, I don't have the gas. and all that. It's ridiculous. I ain't killing shit. That's being too busy and being a fool. So, like, that's leading up to, honestly, just building up a sweet, a sweet house that I, I fucking own the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I Long built it, song. and I own it, and I built it, and I fucking own it, just like we were supposed to. Stop paying the man fucking PG&E and mm-hmm. paying all the shit that we're talking about. And on and on that conversation goes about, you know, but I don't want to get I into that shit, but, you know. I think I started that, <clears throat> you know, I've been on a similar journey, you know, going <clears throat> from like living in the nebulous world of like the nebulous. kind of like general creative. Yeah. Where I'm general, like, bro. Yes. you know, it's like I don't have the, um, yeah. 
the disciplined project, like the disciplined yeah. track. I'm like doing yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that stew. in this current iteration of my form, my current uh, avatar state, if you will. Yes, yes. Uh, re- my current incarnation, that's the word I was looking for. My current incarnation uh, has been to refine my practice. Like mm. this daily mm. practice. A daily that I engage in and get it to that point where it's no longer so much of a push because it's become routine. Mm-hmm. And then the only mm-hmm. variable is time. You yes, plug sir. in time yes, and you do your 10,000 hours because yeah. you've got it to a point where you're not having to put so much effort in. The hours, you've it's like, all making sense now. You've reinforced yeah. the, the, the normal practice like you were just saying. I'm not reaching for, I am reaching for those like big dreams but yeah. the way that you do it is not by trying to do the big dream. Yeah. It's by doing the million little steps that are going to get you to the top of the yeah. st- staircase, you know? Yeah. To that second floor of your house, to the temple in the clouds, you it's know? Slowing down time so you can get there and enjoy life along the way and not w- But savoring, like what you said was so brilliant because Naturally. killing it is finding that disciplined pattern yeah. that you can follow. And you don't even yeah. need to worry about where you're, you know, like looking – so far into the future, yeah. you can kind of find joy in that day-to-day practice. And You're blowing your endorphins on everything else all the time. Blowing, blowing all my it. stoke on everything. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, okay. You can't even put one foot in front of the other because right. you're freaking hopscotching And you're setting day. it. You're, yeah. you're, you're aiming. It's like if you're always trying to hit a home run, right? Yeah. going to be a lot of strikeouts. be a lot of strikeouts. But sometimes right. you got to swing for contact. Just go, that's what the just style. Get on base, Japanese baby. style. Japanese style, just play small ball, baby. Dude. Play small ball. Run the bases fast. Slide Occasional bunt. First. Occasional yeah. bunt. Sometimes you got to bunt. Occasionally you got to lean in and take a hit by pitch, bro. You got to take a hit by pitch. Sack fly. Sometimes you got to pop sack up a fly. sack fly to bring that runner home. Sometimes you got to charge the pitcher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Maybe argue with the ump and get ejected. <laughs> Pick some dust on some shoes. You know? Oh my gosh, I'm just gonna attack a fan. <laughs> sometimes you got to not show up for the game. <laughs> You know, flip the bat, you know, just flip the bat. Sometimes not even show up for the game. Argue with your teammates. But sometimes just like stand there and just watch the, all the pitches. Mm-hmm. Just don't swing at anything. Yeah. But I mean, like, dude, killing it is just is being able to, you know, still and just be able to 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 finally enjoy the little the little things in life, but make that the thing that we do well. Is be able to kick it, and, and not everything's a race for fixing yesterday and improving tomorrow. Fixing yesterday and so tomorrow can be good. It's not always a fixed job all the fucking time, you know. And and I was trying to do all that with music, and man, there's no way anybody who's in a relationship with a musician or in a family member with a musician is a you know. It's just like we're the greatest type. We're just the greatest type. We're the greatest <laughs> type, and there's no other way to cut it. We're just the greatest so fucking type. But it, it is a it can be a it's a, it's also noble to be with a musician or yeah. to be a family member of or some support someone because there's a lot of cloud surfing, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of shadow boxing too. It's just like you gotta let them do that. Um, well, so, you're you're, you're you interacting know. with someone who fundamentally believes that they're on a mission from God. Right? Yes, sir. Like, to be a musician yes. is to be on a holy quest. Yes. Like you talk to any musician and they're like. Yes. To them, like it's all it's all in service yeah. of the music. You can right? ask any of them. You say, "What happened to the caddy?" They're all going to say, "I traded it for a mic stand." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure, dude. You know, they're going to know. They're going to know. So, I mean, pff, yeah, bro. I know you know. Mm. I know you know. And there's many a good woman out there that have loved the musician mm. for being dedicated mm-hmm. to his holy mission, right? Mm-hmm. Even to the sp- point we're of supposed to say their supposed to say their holy mission. To their holy their mission. mission. Right. Yeah, yeah. Can't but, get caught on the Bart cast with you know, this woke times, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in this hypothetical, I'm talking about the male and the female. This is a man's meeting here. Yeah, exactly. This is men's club. This is a, a men's circle yeah. of two that we're engaged yeah. in in this yeah. rather feminine. I hope that all you realize back out there that this is a very feminine backdrop. Oh, my God. We're kind of a couple masculine uh, masters in- incarnations <clears throat> that are being embraced in a, in a feminine container um, that's allowing us to be feminine to explore our feminine sides of creativity coupled in unity with the masculine side of execution yes right being he-men wearing feather boas yeah i mean that's that's really what we all want yes it is a he-man with angel wings hell yes dude he-man with tap shoes on hell yeah dude. i would love to tap by the way that is a new frontier okay motherfuckers are shredding guitars and singing like everybody's singing well all of a sudden everybody sings like everybody sings hella well now you know everybody's got that soulful kind of croony voice with the you know everyone just sings hella well soulful and shit you know no one's got this fucked up iggy pop voice you know it's like everybody sings hella well and then like but man Nobody's fresh on the tap dance. Who's busting out tap dance? Throw a board down and and like you know, phase shifter on their mic on the tap. It's just a, it's a frontier. Like a tap looper with like like hella phasers and. It'd be killer. It's just like you know, and then you have like little springs and dings and you're kicking little doingy brass things. Boing 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 boom. I'm picturing like a. You have a like a, a platform with different text, you know, different quality materials, like a oh, drum yeah. kit, yeah, yeah, different yeah. skins, a drum pad, they'll light up. I mean, that's the frontier. I swear, Sabian Glover kind of shit. I guess you, you know, I was a tap dancer back in the day. Oh, you, did, you did the ball and chain, the Dude. windmill, whatever uh, you call it, the airplane. No, no, that was break dancing. I was a b boy later, but when I was like six years old, seven years old, I was in a tap performance. Uh, two boys. Oh, we got shit. to dance with all the girls. There was like 30 girls. That's always a style. And uh, I still remember the song. It was like, all dressed up, top <laughs> hat and everything. All dressed up. All <laughs> See, dude, hat. jazz hands. Here <laughs> I go, breaking in a pair of shoes. One, three, four, five, six, Yeah, dude, I had some tap. That's an old school parlor trick. You know, you're at a party. You know, Nylon uh, tuxedo with the little oh, dicky shirt. It's fantastic. You can bust that out. We're going to these cool kid parties all the time. You know, we're going to these like local musician competition parties and everybody's like, you know, I'm so cool, dude. I was like, what's <laughs> up? I'll just sold out the fucking place, you know. The Lost Church. You know, whatever, Lost Church and all this shit. Everybody's singing hella well. Yeah, you know, sure. everybody's singing. Everybody's got a sick vintage guitar, a perfectly yeah. dialed amp. You know, it's I got just a 1 like, p.m. set at Lightning in a Bottle. It's going to oh, be unreal, bro. L-I-B. And everybody's got this killer jacket that they got. It's like, mm. I mean, come on. But but then nobody's busting out all of a sudden to old school. My baby and me. 
I captured a, captured a pocket full of sunshine. You know, dude, oh my God, coming with some 20s business. You know, fucking A. There needs to be another 1920s renaissance. You know, pocket watching. Yeah, just busting that shit out. Did, you know, in the middle of the, the break, just like on the one drops and you're all, my baby and me. You know, he flies through the air with the greatest of ease. Yeah, you know what I need to see? I want to see society needs to bring back the clarinet. Ooh, you yeah, know, like yeah, that's some. I remember some a couple years ago, ragtime. I, I went out to the Starry Plow like on a Wednesday. Ooh, the cumbias, they rocked that. Columbia no, but cumbias. this was the Baltic <laughs> night, bro. Oh, the, the Baltic <laughs> night, and dude, it was like that shit is mental. Six clarinet yeah. players, dude. Oh, line dancing. That's some and Jabba the Hut funk. Yeah, dude, shit like right Dagobah, there. like Ugh. Tatooine. It was some Tatooine dude, funk. Some Tatooine funk. <sighs> dude, they, they were shredding so hard, and <sighs> it was like this subsect of like the Bay culture, like all these beautiful girls and young beautiful men, and like there was yeah, like yeah. such a playfulness. Yeah, that it was Baltic a different kind of like sexuality. It was like old yeah. world sexuality. Yeah, some gypsy. Yeah, gypsy, gypsy vibe. That's we're not supposed and, like, to say just that. Everyone just kind of like. But that's the words they were using. No, for real. Their no, words, for real. You know, it's, like, a, it's a different whole... I, I holding didn't hands, to dig it. dancing in a circle. You're looking at the girl across the circle. She's smiling. You're smiling. Meanwhile, six clarinet players. And it just... It's got like this North African, Eastern European version of like American, New Orleans. Like we, a lot of the shit that we're digging a lot of mm-hmm. is like... You know, New Orleans, New York City, kind of like, you know, that kind of American urban style. But then there's like that kind of stuff is like really pulling from the, the, the same kind of funk, but like Eastern Europe, North yeah. Africa, Ethiopia, freaking Romania. It's like the, the same kind of like under, under, freaking underworld, you know, underworld gypsy party under the bridge. Mulatu Astatke, dude. Mulatu Astatke. funk. I remember walking in school. I was in school in, in Italy, in Florence, and I was walking to freaking the studio I worked at, and there was a building under construction. It had the tarps out. It had the uh, the building was was um, the scaffolding was covered with canvas. You know how they cover the outside of the scaffolding with canvas, so the all the dust and debris doesn't fly. You see con- buildings under construction with their scaffolding covered mm-hmm. all the way, and. I was walking by and you just heard this crazy funk like you're not even you know you know what I mean by funk yeah it just was some stuff with a bow like a big round shadow you're like some with the get all that together highly funky for sure. But it was some beat that was just from another time, another Dude, planet, some gypsy crazy. Yeah. And they had, I don't know if they were, I'm, I'm sure those cats were not living in there, but they found their way in there to jam, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like fully looking under the thing, and you could just see their feet, and they're all doing their little dances. It was some like gypsy seance situation, Dude. but they were in the heat of the night. Dude, they were right. out there dirty dancing. Yeah. Bro, that reminds like, me Ugh. of a couple, like a month or two ago, I shot, you know, I've been shooting a lot of weddings. That's and right, I got hired right. to shoot this Afghani wedding. And, Ooh, yeah. And they, they, there's this the three-piece band, Ooh. dude. And they fucking shred it, bro. Uh, dude, the keyboard player was doing all this, like, you know, they're playing in, like... They're hella positive, huh? They got the big 7-4, 11-4, these time yeah. signatures. And he's, like, 
just doing these yeah. crazy fucking forty six scales that I've never heard before. Like, yeah. and then they got the tabla player playing sick tabla, and then there's the uh-huh. dude with the like kind of uh, harmonium. What's it called? Oh, that, you like know, the, the bandelon. It's uh, like this yeah. piano that you like. Yeah. You play, and then there's like a a, yeah. a bellows connected to it. No, it sounds to me and, like a harmonium. It's like a little was one. The guy, and then he was also a crooner, but like an Afghani crooner. You know, deep. Oh, deep. Like and they're dude, just digging in. They're digging in. Dude, game. they're digging in. I was yes. I was like shooting, but I kept like pulling out my phone because I wanted to have that music. And I, afterwards, yes. I connected with all of them, and I was just like, dude, Ugh. you guys are so good. Like, I see you. Like, this is yes. just a wedding gig. Passion. I know you guys, are, they're all kind of just, like, playing wedding gigs. Right. But I'm like, dude, this is so high level. Like, I've never listened to this music before, but I can tell that you guys are, like, masters of the this. The joy. The rules like, are different. You know when you see, like, a, a, a style of music that you haven't spent a lot of emotion or time on? Yeah, But right, you're like, right. you can feel... That what for what they're doing, it's really it's, good shit. And it's their own, it's their yeah. culture, their own sound. It's like it's one thing to be dudes, you know, us types of dudes playing this yeah, type of music yeah. or that type of dude playing this type of music. But that's their shit, dude. And it, so they, and it was sick because they had this girl got up and she sang, and then it turned out she's like one of the premier Afghani singers in Afghanistan. Oh. And she, I think she lives in Canada now, but she's like a huge star over there. There was that movie with Bill Murray, like the Barry Levinson film that Bill Murray was in, and he was a talent scout that had washed up in America, and he found himself going with the military to Afghanistan to like an America's Got Talent, but an Afghanistan's Got Talent. I've never heard. But of this. women aren't allowed to sing. Okay, it's uh, check it out. It's it's for all of our listeners out there. Yeah. Please chime in on the phone line um, here with the name of the movie, but it's a. Just look up Bill Murray films, and it's a recent one. It's not too long ago, but okay. he's, it's in America. You know, like I said, the mm-hmm. voice, the voice. Gotcha. But it's like Afghanistan's got the voice. Okay. But a women's, a, a women aren't allowed to be a part of it. But this one girl, she's the daughter of someone. She works at like, I don't know, you know, blow the whole plot here. But it's mm-hmm. like, anyway, she's this incredible talent. But Bill Murray discovers her, and he's got to position her into the show, make her look like a boy. But then okay. they find out she's a girl, and the yeah. whole country loves her, but she's a woman. She's not allowed to compete. Kind of a Mulan kind of thing. It's so good, but it's, yeah. uh, it's a, yeah, some Afghanistan's Sick. got Dude, talent. Dude, I got so much, like, respect and love for – it was, like, one of those moments where I was just, like – I felt so much love for this band that was playing. Yes. And, you know, both because it was fresh and new, but, like, also because – I wasn't expecting to have so such feelings yep. in the, you know, I mean, coming into this Some context working and then this band is like taking me on this ride where I'm like, I'm in bliss and yeah. I'm still working. I'm still focusing on, on the shoot, shoot, but like it was such a gift to get to, you know, be moved like that. I love it. And uh, I went up afterwards. I talked to him. I like, I dropped, you know, us growing up in Marin yeah. We, we all grew up with the cons, Monik and all right, that right, bar, yeah. and yeah. Nilan, shout out to all the, you know, the, the great next sure. generation of classical Indian musicians. Sure. And I was, I dropped it to the, the tabla player, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm friends with Swapan Chowdhury's son. He's like, what? No way. Like, right. you know, right. I'm like, yeah, I know like the cons, Monik and yeah. Alam and Medina. And he's like, yeah. what? Like, he's like bringing the other musicians around. He's like, dude, this guy knows. Oh, you right. know? So much love. And I'm just like... Yes, you know, yes. <laughs> I went to school with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take my card. Uh, 
and then mm. they were like, dude, you should play bass with us. We need a bass player. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't, like, I couldn't that even hold the, that time signature. That'd be that the sickest frontier, though. All of a sudden, it's like, what's next for Hobatis? Well, he's shredding on the three-quarter scale Music Master, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, playing full-on, like, Jocko, uh, like, what would it be like? Um, what's an Afghani last name? Like, um, I can't even get it. Like, yeah. oh, my God, yeah, that's how shallow I am on that tip. <laughs> but, you know, you're like you got to have some sick name when you're like right. the bass player in the Afghani band. Yeah. You're just like, we doing that like rad rhythm stuff. For sure. Oh man. No, but I, I think <clears throat> if I was going to do it, I'd have to find a way to bring the funk into it. Like how sick would it be to have that? Like the Afghani funk, you know, oh. like where you're blending that tradition, which is so rich and has such a flavor, but like, you know, bringing in like a funk Just marinate that lamb, dude. Yeah. Marinate that lamb. Exactly. Marinate that lamb. Yeah, man. Some chimichurri in there. Oh. oh. Fire. Oh. Fire. Fire. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, fire. Mmm. Reminds me of that SNL skit with Molly Shannon and they're in the holidays. Like, mmm. Yeah, good question. Thanks for that. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Whichever I forget, there's the ladies like the Christmas special, and they're like, mm, mm. the sweaty balls. It reminds me of something my Sherpa said the mm. second time that I summoned K two. Mm. You know, yes, <laughs> intentionality, monk funk, <laughs> monk funk, mm. funky monks, exactly. Yes, man. Yes. Yeah, mm. it was tight, dude. Like, you know, I. We we got to connect before uh, before this Guatemala trip that me and my brother took. And yes, of course. I was on Atitlan. I was thinking about a lot of things you were telling me. Mm. I, was like, I went out uh, this one day, <clears throat> you know, because every every afternoon, you know, I was there. I'm there in we're there in August, start of the rain right. season. Oh right, right, right. Sure every hurt. afternoon there'd be these big storms. Right, right. Yep, yep. And so beautiful dude. this one evening it's like right at sunset Man. it's like you know black storm clouds like it's I'm, like dark i can see it now and i remember that heavy thing. rain and lightning yeah. and i and i just go out into the lake and i jump in and i remember i'm just laying on my back like floating just doing the dead man's float yes. walk looking up at a storm overhead like it all everything just dissolves Ancient. almost like i'm in a sensory deprivation tank and just like yeah. In that moment, I was like, what if a lightning bolt hits me right now? You know, what pixelate. Would, what would that feel like to, to you know, like to go out? Just explode. Piece? Yeah. yeah. Like, would I? Would I gain powers? Mm. You know, like, would I be powder? You know, would I be, yeah. uh, you know, just, just evaporated, you know, right. cracked, boiled? Yeah. Or would I become like an electron master, you know? Yeah, and I was at peace with any of those electron master eventualities, you know. But I just like it was like the epitome of of elemental, you know. I was like, I am an elemental, you know, on this sacred lake, as the as Thor is throwing lightning bolts, and then I'm thinking about this sunken city because you know Atitlan has a city at the bottom of it, right, 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 and far out, you know, just just it was a deep moment. It was it was powerful and and peaceful. You know, being in the midst of such chaos, I found such an inner peace. Man, that that land, that land is uh, wow. Like you know, that 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 land and those folks. 
not built what they built and invented what they invented. You know, aliens visited them right there at yeah. that spot. Alien touchdown. Oh, man. Electron master. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes. Electron. Raiden. Yeah. Raiden, dude. Hell yes. Yeah, dude. Raiden. Raiden. <laughs> dude, Raiden was, that was my That'd boy. That'd be a sick tattoo. Like Raiden. Dude, maybe that's home. what I'm going to get. I've been thinking about Raiden. my next tat, dude. Yes. Get like a fucking Raiden shooting lightning bolts at my arm. But get like a cute little mini Raiden. Like right here, like at your arm, like like a like a one inch tall Raiden shooting lightning bolts through, and then the tattoo goes across your fingers. That'd like be... the, it, the lightning bolt goes down your forearm, yeah. and expands out your hand, and comes out your fingers. But it's like a little Raiden right here. Mm-hmm. He's like, how do you can do that? Yeah, he's all, yeah, he's all like that. I I mean, this is like to me, this is some of the most valuable tattoo real estate. I had a dream when I was. On Atitlan, yeah. I have it in a journal. I drew it. It was a dream, um, clear as day, even though day is frequently not clear at all. <laughs> it was a day. It was very clear, and I drew it as this weird kind of like a a door. I don't know, stained mm-hmm. glass, like an old lamp with an eyeball, like an yeah. old Victorian wrought iron lamp. Anyway, it was a tattoo. It was in maroon-ish ink, and I drew it. I have it in Jerba's on Atilan, a visual tattoo, bang. I can still see it right now. What, was just a geometric pattern? Or? No, it's just a very distinct image, almost like a mirror okay. with an ornate frame, but in the shape of a rectangle, like a door, actually more of yeah. a door than a mirror. In it was like an 1800s lamp post, but instead of a light hanging from the lamp, it was an eyeball. Okay. It had ivy growing up the lamp. Sick. Just this strange image, but it was a tattooed bang like that, and I woke up and drew it just crystal. Mm-hmm. I had it retained, and and as a tattoo, you never got I like, it, no, I haven't. You, know, you don't have any tats. I don't man. have any tats. I don't have any tats, man. I thought, you know, one of these days I start getting them. When I was a kid, I was, you know, a greaser. Mm-hmm. I just like wanted just like the classic sailor tats all over, but I always wanted. Don't an have any. You gotta have the anchor with mom on it. Yeah. you know, <laughs> or like the Maybe name Kraken. Different girls that broke your heart, oh, you yeah. know, or like sure. w- your women in every port. Yeah. You know, my friend Anthony D. Simone, shout out, shout out to Ant. Ant. He got the, the, the cupcake with the, the cupcake, the pink cupcake with the cherry on, on his arm. Uh-huh. That's a good, just like the Homer Simpson kind yeah. of. But uh, yeah, so anyway, tattoos, I digress. Um, I want one of these days to maybe get. Some of the stories in my journey. Yeah. And I remember being at Udi's house in Fairfax. Shout out Udi. Udi. Love you. Machiavello squad. Um, the mocks. Dude, Mach mocks, one, baby. Machiavello squad is strong. Strong. Mach one. Mach one. Um, they had the illustrated man Ray Bradbury on the toilet at their house, and I'd go, and every time we'd go, throwing it up, I'd read a page or two. And I've read the whole book, like in the duration of going to that house enough and deucing enough. <laughs> read the book on the John, right? But the illustrated man, the guy, the tattoos move all the money, you know, tells like this prophecy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what the fuck it was, but regardless, one of these days I wanted to start maybe getting tattoos because some days it looks great, but I'll tell you what, fucking hey, man, I got this one on my arm. Yeah, that one's killer. There's not a day that goes by that I don't look at this. Yep. And it gives me a feeling of profound joy. Right. Yep. See, because you're at this place. If you got tattoos and you're younger, you'd be like, eh, I, you maybe. know, I got this last year, 33, yep. you know, yep. and I've have yep. two now and both of them are like, I really love. And now the thing is, is it really is true. Like they're addictive, yeah. dude. Like I'm. Oh, for sure. I'm like ready for the next one. 
I'm down. Well, let's get a raiding after this podcast. I'm hella down. Episode dude. sixty. Yeah, dude. It'd be a raiding. The Chinese it. character of sixty under. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but I think like because I have this symbol here, I want to get something else. Like some, like I've been playing around with this idea because this is kind of like represents like my sci-fi celestial vibe. Yeah. And I kind of want to have something that's equally symbolic, but is more of like the fantasy. It's right. Like the, left, the, the right side's masculine, you know, yeah. rational science fiction. The right. left is like the feminine, like fantastical, but still yeah. like this kind of line work sim- symbolism. Right, right. Symbol, symbology kind of thing. Yeah. But I do, I love the idea of a Raiden, but a maybe a, maybe crazy. there's another spot, you know. Yeah. That we could On the dong. On. On the dong, the dong piece. Raiden. It'll be a small Raiden. Yeah. The dong piece. <laughs> the lightning bolt. Go. The Raiden can be up here. What I don't understand is like, if you're going to get a dong your... tattoo, like, do you got to get fluff? Like, do you get it hard? Do you take a Viagra? Do you get it? Because it would be expanding and contracting. As soon as the needle hit, it's going to shoot up. I'm going to end up with like a, yeah. a button, you know? Like, what is the process of getting the dong tat? That was good. You know, <laughs> you know, I guess you got to do it like, I don't know, you know, do it in like a couple different ones, maybe. Or do it like, you need you a, know. I need a warm room. Yeah. I need a caring and compassionate artist. Yeah. A lot oh of self, God. a lot of uh, positive reinforcement. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, that's a good one. I'm just having a great time with that. <laughs> it's just you know, it's change is the only constant in an unforgiving universe. The buttons, yes, the buttons. Yeah, it, it, it can't all be you know. Uh, can't be just. It's it's, it's a transitory organ, and, uh, mm. and uh, trying to create it's trying to create art on a moving. On a wall of motion. Mm, yes. <laughs> mm. Mm, How yes. does one graffiti a moving train? You know. Mm, How does one graffiti their cock? Mm. <laughs> yes. But I feel you, dude. I'm trying to think where a ra- a Raiden would be like sick, like. Right. You know, like there is a spot. You know, maybe even like on the muscle, like a Raiden. Like you could have Raiden here, like casting a bolt around <sighs> this part of the arm. Even that a Raiden, you, yeah, you'd be sick like on your temple, like right, like rad into the eye. A Raiden, yeah, a Raiden, like you know, <laughs> on your nose, on your lip, like a little yeah. Raiden in the face. I don't think I'm ready for a face tat. Yeah, you can just get each one of the Street Fighter characters all over your body. That would be you know? pretty tight. Who just, who did you uh-huh. play as back in the day? Who was your go-to? It was either Dalsum or uh, Saget. Which one was Dalsim? Saget was a kickboxer. He was yeah. always whooping ass. I was always Dalsim. Dalsim. Yeah, Dal- with the long leg yeah, and the stretch Yeah, the Indian out. dude that would like, you'll go fire. I wouldn't you'll play Honda. I wouldn't play Chun-Li because she was always cheap. She always do that thousand, he did thousand hand yeah, slap. Yeah, she yeah, do yeah, that yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah. And, and he Honda with the hand. You just do the fucking kick for yeah. all day and you could never beat her. Yeah. But I no, do dude, the... Dalsim uh, with the stretchy arms, dude. Yeah. And he like, when he wins, he would like cross his legs and levitate. I feel like people who knew sick, how to play Raiden were the most advanced, like who were really good. Raiden was a tough character. Okay, people, tough character to beat, tough yeah. character to play. My brother would always play Raiden. He'd always be Raiden, but kind of indicative. But I would, <laughs> my God. But I would play, uh, usually we'd go for Blanca and do the slide, the electric slide, yeah. 
ragged, ragged. Yeah. It's like Capoeira beast. Dude, I mean, Blanco was kind of like the most beginner-friendly because yeah. you could just do the shock move that, yeah. and just be invincible. Yeah. You know, run but, out the clock. You know? Also, too, the homie was uh, the freaking Zangief, dude. The big Russian dude. Yeah, with the, yeah. The, dude, dude, this the spin around. Yeah, and yeah. The, but the card character too that was like weak, but if you knew how to play him, he was he was pretty savage. Was Balrog, right? The boxer. Yeah, the boxer. Balrog. Like the, that was like Street Fighter Two or Super yeah, Street whichever Fighter. whichever yeah. one. But he was like he was flat out just a boxer. Uh-huh. I think it was he was always a go to was Ryu because you know if you get the Hadoukens down yeah, and the tuck stuck stuck Hadouken. Yeah, Ken. Ken was like his Ken. brother. I know. I was always more on the Ryu camp than the Ken camp. Yeah, and there's Guile too with the. Guy was sick. Sonic Boom. Yeah, the Sonic Boom, the backflip, freaking kick. Dude, the sound design on the on that game, I just it's so uh, like iconic. Like the sound oh of God. all the voices. Sound like, of our generation. Oh, you would, oh, yeah. And you would like die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all the design. I mean, little do they know. And then you get you beat, know? and it's like the other character's face, and they're like talking shit on you. Like you must, yeah. you must. Rethink your entire life before you come with me again. And then it was like, continue. And they're like challenging yeah. you, and your face is all beat up. And you're just like, You're all dead. And they got their fans in the background, yeah. like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All oh, the backgrounds were great. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're cheering you on like freaking warship with Guile. And yeah, all... it was like a jet yeah. F 18 in the yeah. back. Yeah. It's like, Well, Macho, dude. Who was the one that, was it Ken that had the like, you're on like the Vegas Strip? One of the levels. Oh no, like, no, that like was freaking. Uh, that was. Oh, maybe is that is that um, is that Mortal Kombat? But there was like, um, no, no, no. What was his name? The you think of Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage. That was Mortal Kombat. Yep, yep. Johnny Cage. Exactly. There was like a Hollywood ass cat, mm-hmm. or it wasn't Hollywood, but he was like a no, yeah, Rico he was like Suave. an actor. He was like a yeah. kung fu actor, like a Tom Cruisey kind yeah, of dude. Exactly. No, was it more what? of like a Von Damme because he did the nut punch? Yeah, that one. Yeah, right, right, right. But was was uh, Ken had the. The Vegas Strip, I can't remember, dude. I, I think remember. Ken had the Vegas Strip. Can't remember. But yeah, dude, I was always Dalsim. He was always my favorite. Yeah, and he bounced hands, around like, the room. Shah, yeah, shah. he'd do the floating, like disappear and come back, mm. and whip your ass from like a different dimension. Oh, come yeah. back. I think we're due for a Mortal Co- or for a Street Fighter reboot movie. You know, It'd be killer. It'd be killer, dude. But they couldn't make it too. Good. I mean, they couldn't make it too tech, like with all the cutting edge, you know. They'd have to make it low budge and you know, voiceovers and shit. You know, you know. would be tight. Is I'm it, sick of everything being so good. Sing, be, everybody's singing right. So everything's good. so high. Everybody bad. sings so well. yeah. 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 No, I think the move would be to convince Quentin Tarantino to make that Killer. his final film. Killer. Like, oh, dude, fuck, how dude. sick would that be? Mortal Kombat Rad. by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, it's just like get out of here. You nailed it. This bloody fight movie. You nailed it. Ripping people's guts out. Yeah. Just Sub-Zero like, just like breaking people into pixelations. And well, Scorpion. that's Mortal Kombat. But yeah. What was that we were talking I'm about? I'm talking Street Fighter. Yeah, but what did you just... Quentin Tarantino doing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, did you just Street say that? Fighter. Right. I knew what we, you were talking we about. We just had Mortal Kombat... They just did a Mortal Kombat movie. But the gratuitous... I thought you just said Quentin doing Mortal Kombat, even though we were talking about did Street Fighter. Let's rewind I, the tape and yeah. see. I thought maybe you said... I was thinking Street his Fighter. His final movie would be Mortal Kombat. I think he should do Street Fighter. I think okay. Street Fighter would okay, be a yeah, bit yeah. sicker. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fucking A. Because Mortal Kombat's yeah. been done... For sure. Like, For sure. multiple times, and I think Street right. Fighter... You had that one mediocre, late yeah, 90s Street Fighter right, movie right, that wasn't right. very good. But I yeah. think that, like... Quentin could do like a three hour long oh, that'd be 
with all the backstories all the backstories and like and just like the this crazy tournament and you have all the characters maybe it's like not even like it's like a rotating protagonist so there's not one main character right it's like one of his movies where like you you're are you rooting for any of them Right, wasn't one in the Street Fighter the main protagonist somehow was Ryu? Ryu was kind of right, and then yeah. there was but the, there was a there was a girl too, right? Chun Li. There, there was the other girl. Remember, there was the other girl who was like, um, I can't remember, but she was a blonde chick, right? Maybe. There was another girl in there that yeah. was like involved somehow. Probably. No, she was like a sexy one, too, that was sure. like more wearing like a leather situation. <laughs> okay. I don't I'll, remember. I'll buy it. I believe yeah, it. Yeah, some shit like that. If we had a producer, we could look it up right now. Right, yeah. We need so, that producer, you know, dude. But we're like, it's one of the things I like, you know, it's going to be dope when I get a producer, but right now, we're in good. this magical zone where it's like, we can't look anything up. It's all good. It's like the conversations of yore yeah. that were like, where you could just make up facts, you know. I just love that. Be like estimating about oh, history. I just make know? up all day. Historically inaccurate. That's Maybe how you... that's the name what this podcast should be called. Beautiful. Inaccurate. That's fantastic. That's that's the way you can just spin a fucking yarn for hours. That's the that's the you know the pub, the old the old the old blood that used to sit in the pub and just tell short story all night. You right. Know? Maybe that. Maybe I need to start a new podcast history podcast. That's it's called historically inaccurate. And I have Fantastic. guests on who are historically educated, you know? Yeah, but inaccurate. Rambling. And Ramble on. Ramble on, bros. The whole thing is nothing's fact-checked. It's yeah. all stream of consciousness, like right. the old pub, yeah. you know, fisherman's tales. Just spin know? it. could be anything. There's Tommy got me hip to this dude who's got a podcast. I can't even figure out. I can't remember what it is, but he's got the... Uh, yeah, this is the episode 60. Episode 60. You know, I can't it, believe it. I never thought I'd be here. You know, <clears throat> that's not true. I knew I could do um, But I'm stoked because I didn't even realize until this afternoon I was hanging out. I was talking to our mutual boy. Shout out Eli Carlton Pearson. ECPZ. ECP in the house. And I was like, oh, shit. I got Gardner, oh. Fenton Coolfoot. The artist formerly known as Fenton Coolfoot, right, Gardner Getz. Right, right, yes. On my podcast on episode 60. 60, you brother. Know? And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, I guess, you know, maybe this will be a cool place to end it. This might, this will maybe hopefully stimulate the ending conversation, which is I'm going to tell the story of how I met this fair All lad. right, all right. I remember I was, it was way, way back in high school. I think it was my sophomore year. The wee lad of 16 years young. And, uh, you know, me and my brother, Tommy, Oscar, you know, we would, uh, it was during this era, we would go hang at, at our our buddy Charlie, his older brother at a house in uh, Lucas Valley Road. And they would throw these epic hippie parties. <sighs> Big old bonfire, hot tub, and there'd always be a, a band jamming. And uh, and they would always call us the psychedelic sophomores because, you know, my brother would get up and shred guitar. And Tommy would play. And I remember we went this one night to the party and, you know, having some beers, having a good old time, take some mushrooms, start kind of, 
was the first time I think I had mushrooms while I was drunk and I was just feeling like all the confidence uh-huh. of a nice buzz, but also like I uh, kind of felt like I was an octopus, you know, I was that just kind of sea creature in around. And then I remember like I made out with like a 22 year old and I was like yeah, hella yeah, pumped. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, college yeah, yeah. girl, you know, like I was, I was like big self-esteem boost. And then, uh, you know, everybody, but it, you know, I think I, in, in the midst of that, I got left by my boys. I found myself alone at the party <laughs> and then, uh, and then I met you and, uh, and you were going my way and you gave me a ride home. That's right. old red truck. That's right. And we just had the coolest conversation. I remember you dropping me off on Sanchez and I was just like, dude, that dude Gardner's fucking what a what a cool dude. What a chill man, you know? And I didn't see you for another Much you know, years, almost eight, nine years. A long time. You know, mm-hmm. until turns out you're playing music with my brother. Mm-hmm. I think I actually like met your sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we reconnected, right. it was like right around the same time. Santa Barbara. Like, oh, your gardener's sister. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then the Fairfax that you know the, then the, you know we we connected in the middle of the the Fenton Epoch. The era re began. Yeah. Re began. And then if I come to find out now, I'm living in a house that you lived in. That shit. Yeah. You know. In 2008 just just it just makes us wonder what's to come dude the cosmos what other destinies up, line up what yeah. other destinies that that was my first home speaking of visual arts like we were a long time ago that was my first home in arts it was my first home away from home that was that was my college freshman year house when i was at cca and i just did all fucking art in that room i made sculptures and did drawings and paintings and that was my little studio Room, but yeah, 2004. 2004. There. Yeah, bro. No, 2005. 2004 to five. Yeah, 2004 to five. That's crazy. Wait, was it? No, it was 2000. Yeah, 2000 September 2004 five. Yeah, to the year 2005. All these years later. Yeah. All these years later, the epoch. Yeah, 62nd Street. And you, my friend, this is such a beautiful thing. And the distance that you've come and the strides you've made. Look at this. Look at all of this. It's just amazing, brother. Mm. Yes, sir. It's mm. amazing. Thanks, man. And the center that you're holding, too, you know, as a touchstone for all of us. You know, the chain's only strong as its weakest link, brother. You know? And to be like, you know, the chain's real strong. You know, you're holding a real strong link in the chain. And it's very special, you know. Look at I mean, what you this platform, the platform that you're providing, <laughs> the platform that providing using your voice. Oh yeah. But to let other people let their, you know, kind of you know, like we're talking about alter egos, you know, if you if you love being on camera and you love talking like I do, you know, just give somebody the vessel, they're gonna feel like them themselves are like stoked on what they're doing, you know. Put them in the right spot and to host people like this is, uh, it's just, it, it, people get to, it, children cover your ears, but people really get to bust their nut when they get to express themselves on a little, uh, interview platform, you know, yeah. and tell a story. And you just look at yourself from on the other side of a camera and hear yourself on the other side of a microphone and just 
come. When we put down these microphones and turn the little camera off, it's a, it, the vibe is different. We're still chilling, but mm -hmm. it's just it's different when you're on when you're live. Right. And that satisfies someone who loves this kind of stuff. It satisfies them, and and you have that you know um, producer, performer, showman, uh, you know, uh, entertainer. You know, you know, we all should have been. I mean. We all should have been in the fucking 40s and 50s putting on TV, you know. I'd settle for the 60s and 70s. 60s, all that, but yeah. putting on TV with a stick microphone and stuff. Mm -hmm. But what you're setting up here and doing this, and, and and it's all, you know, it's all building blocks in your own trajectory. Um, and putting this thing's getting, you know, getting your thing together, getting your production together. Watch when it becomes something that's a real juggernaut. Then it's like, I was there when, you know. You watch well, it. All the steps it, are happening. It's all in service, like you know, like I've said since the beginning. <clears throat> I'm trying to build this both for myself, but also because I know so many incredibly talented personalities. Someone's got to be and, weaving that. And Someone's really, that's be the needle weaving. Like, that's that. like what we're doing here. Like I was mm -hmm. telling you in the beginning, like my role. You know, when I think about this, you know, podcast, it's like. Yeah, like I feel good. I got my show. I do my thing. I'm the host. But the role of the host is like, how do I get out of the way? How do I do mm. the work to like set the table yeah. and, so that the feast is, is you? You right. know, this is like, it's right. like I, I do my, my job to get you to the place where mm. I can sh bring out the thing that I love about you, the thing that I want to share about you to yes. the world so that, yes. you know, it's like this you set the table and then you get to come down and sit down to this meal. And I yes. I've learned so much about like interactions by being a host. It's such a different style of communication. Totally. It's, man. it's a different role in a conversation, wow. Wow. but, but also like, the, like we were saying before we started recording, like we've been doing these conversations for yeah. most of our friendship. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the conversations that we've had, like I was, yeah. when I, you know, when I started this two years ago, like, you were on my short list. I was like, I got to get Gardner on because I want yeah. the Gardner flow. Yeah. That, I want to do an episode that's the Gardner flow. Yes. I want to do 20 episodes that's the Gardner Hell flow. Hell yeah. You know, like, this, to me, yeah. this is the start of, of many. Yes. I want you to be a regular because I love right. I love getting yeah. you to that point where you're... I'll be the You're phone fine. in too, though, right? When you oh, need to, yeah, when dude. one of these episodes, when you <laughs> yeah, want to do like, a, let's do a little phone interview, you know, just coming, okay, yeah, you know, I let's ask this dude a question, you know, yeah, be on the cell phone while driving and shit, you know. Well, you know, it's funny you should ask that because, you know, the, you know, I was just thinking about the color purple as it relates to the number nine. <laughs> now, I can really deal with this in a couple different ways, but, you know, hold on. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I digress as usual. You no, know, it's funny, mm -hmm. like, because. You know, when I think about the the epoch, mm -hmm. you know, there's this piece mm -hmm. of wisdom you shared with me mm -hmm. uh, before one of the shows we played together. I was mm -hmm. playing keys with you on one of your shows, mm -hmm. and I was feeling real nervous. Mm -hmm. Hadn't played a, your songs a lot, and mm -hmm. you, you took me aside, and you're like, look, man, mm -hmm. just look like you're having fun up there. You're like, because people hear what they see. Fuck, I forgot that. forgot about that. You're like, people hear what they see, man. If you look like you're having fun, you're, they're going to think that you're shredding. Oh. And I've told that to so many musicians. You dude. just bounced it back to me. I've given it to, to everybody, dude. I'm people giving hear up. what they see. I'm changing. To, I'm, 
My life's different again. <laughs> it starts over. I remember you. That that was the. I mean, yeah, but I'm just receiving that again right there. Thank you, past me. Rad. Dude, the circle continues, man. You know, yeah. Udi said something like that the other day at one of our little cumbia band shows. That was actually fantastic. It wasn't a little show. It was a big Mm -hmm. one. But the people will never notice if you play a wrong note, but they will notice if you're having a bad time. Yeah. You know? Totally. So, you know... As long as you're having a good time, it doesn't matter what you bang on a fucking garbage can top, mm-hmm. and it's like sounds rad. Well, it's like we were saying earlier, like people that aren't living yes. in the rhythm or living in the melody that aren't like engaged with, like we're so used to being around musicians and hearing right. the constant critique and the constant yeah. judgment, and like all these people uh, that are like constantly analyzing each other. You know, yeah. we forget that. 90% of the people that are listening to you when you perform have no clue what's yeah. the right note or the wrong note. Yeah. They're looking to you as the communicator, as the performer. Yeah. To, you're communicating like, is this fun? Right. And yeah. if you're having fun, right. you know, yeah, people can tell when the music's really good, right? right. Those yeah. bands that are playing incredible music, yeah. you know, my friends, the Honey Drops, Anybody I go to one of their tell. shows, it's undeniable yeah. that they're like really good at what they do. Yeah. But there's a huge part of that element that's like, how much fun is the band having? Yeah, exactly. And exactly, you know, and that's something that I think that with with the right time that that you did very well, which was, you know, you were coming at it not just as a musician, not just as a performer, but as an entertainer. Yeah, and you were asking at one point where would it have gone when this era and that, you know. It was all leading to some sort of entertainer epoch, you know, away mm-hmm. from just playing electric guitar, yeah. trying to be Hendrix, going towards that. So that who knows where that would all evolve. But yeah, as an entertainer, for sure, as an entertainer, having fun. And I mean, geez, like um, the uh, before I totally lose the train of thought here. Fantastic. <laughs> no, but the. The band having fun. Um, people hear what they see. Um, right there, it was okay. I just got it. Leaving the alter ego behind, and people know when the band's playing really, really good music. It's undeniable. But also that the band's having fun. Mm-hmm. But it's just like being able to honestly communicate love and truth, you know. And it's if it's it's harder to do when it's all Mister Alter Ego doing it, right? another reason why your your sex is always with a condom on you know for sure (laughs) damn right damn right you know and and it's another reason why mr fenton had to but it's not all about that our content isn't all about the experience of fenton coolfoot but it's just a whole concept i think is putting retiring a version of yourself into a new version of yourself Mm -hmm. and that was Big deal with that was because oh, the band's having fun, the dude's having fun, he's entertaining, but is he being genuine? Mm-hmm. You know, and that 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 um, you know, or authentic with all that shit, you know. But is that I remember? Hell yeah, I'm being authentic because I'm being that's authentic to me. Sure. But is that um, you know, it, 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 that's got a on a, any given Sunday that should you know, 
no one say anything Tuesday. Yeah, but it'll change. That yeah. what's authentic, what's genuine. One day, all of a sudden, that'll be a different version. I just won't even dig what even what I'm talking about. What I'm looking at, the hat I'm wearing, the shoes, that shit. One day, all of a sudden, be like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. I just got to change. She went out of style, and in a matter of a blink, it's like I don't want to be that style anymore. You know. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, is the band having fun? Is the entertainer having fun? But it, but it's like, uh, when does he stop being authentic or genuine? And then. That's the constant thing that's evolving and changing. So, well, no. I don't think you know. I don't think the sun is set on your role as entertainer because you're one of the most entertaining yeah. people that I've ever met. Oh, good God, it takes and one to know one, brother. It takes been, one to know it's one. It's rare that you, I meet someone as authentic, and even in this new incarnation in this new epoch. We will be dropping a new cooking special, by the way. I can't wait, dude. Yeah. I can't wait for the next cooking special. And if you ever need a guest chef or oh a taster. My God. Yeah, that's the new. I'll pan- bring my cameras out. Let's let's step up the production value. The next one's going to be the cook with the judge, the panel. The I'm panel so down, that, That's dude. the next you one just, coming. You just let me know when. Yeah. I'll show up and we'll do it. I'm super down. Um, guard, dude. Thank you so much oh, for coming bro. on the show. How special. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I was just talking about this earlier today, you know, with ECP, just how in my life I'm trying to get into this practice Mm. of telling my friends that I love them. Yes, sir. I love you too. You know, we could all be gone at any time. Damn right. Get hit by a lightning bolt. And anyone could. Turn on the electron. Everybody, the people that that mean a lot to me in my life, to know that. So yes, sir. I love you, brother. I love you, brother. So good, you know, having you on and connecting. Yes, I. This was a, a genuine joy for me. So, thank you. Yes, a couple of Raidens here. A couple of Raidens. A couple dude. of Raidens. About to throw. Let's throw some lightning. <laughs> All you out there, thank you for tuning in. We love you too. Lightning butts of love coming your way. And uh, yo, how how can people uh, find your music and connect with you creatively? Is there anything you want to plug? Any? Just look straight accounts up. Or? Just look up. Just look up. Just look up. <laughs> Is is the music still available? Is there a place people can find your music? You know, Soul Ska's music is available. Okay. Um, the right time, I think it might have been pulled from almost every platform. The only way you can find it is if you come and get to know me, and I'll fish out a CD, and I'll give it to you. There's probably about eight left. Okay. So if you really want one, come dig me out, and I'll dig one up. Um that's all original art on that thing too. So out of those eight, you know, if you get one, who knows what what that will become one day. Um, at least I hope to think. But the um, I might need to hit you up for one of those. I got one of them. It's like it opens up. It's a map and it's a bro, star chart when it opens up. I'm trying to get my rattleac on. You know. Oh hell I'm yeah, to get those some don't... rock paper scissors, bro. Oh, that all that's out there. But yeah. the thing is, it's not actually out there because it was pulled off of all the because yeah. I didn't like renew everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like in the stack of CDs that have the only place where it is, right? So one of these days, cult classic. Well, if one um, of them exists, put me on the short list. Oh, and, brother. Uh, I don't have anything else to plug other than yeah. Soul Scott and my cumbia band, The Fleas, which is, uh, which is up and coming, to, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, you know, uh, a new project, you know, a new thing, right. a force. Um, well, we got to get together and play some funk music, too, at some point. Oh, bro, we got we, 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 we to gotta get boingy. We'll get boingy. Get boingy. Well, that's about it, dude. Hell that's yeah. about it. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Raiding out. Guys. Raiding out. Raiding out. Wee. Wee. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Dude, that was sick.